despicable lack of respect is that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package Lex Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends and stars ever in this. God! And your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy! And you book a match with me against Ryan Killings! Look at me! I'm a total package! I will rip him apart! I'm pissed now! Bills are good! Bills are good! Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably looked like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Our impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark like a dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Go. Wrestling Day! Ahoy! Motherfucking boys. It's me, the professor, Mark Fantasia. Not too many more times you're gonna hear that. I'll give that a little uh, hint, a little cryptic hint. But yeah, we are back. We're back with another episode, The Top of Wrestling. Thank you for listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and the old Instagram. Subscribe, like, and share. And if you do that quite a bit, we'll give you our Snapchat and send you some really filthy shit. Hey, guess what? This week, we got a lot of things we're going to be bringing up. We got news. We got recent stuff in AEW, WWE. We're heading towards not only WrestleMania, but we do surprisingly have an AEW pay-per-view this weekend. Did you know about it? I mean, we, we kind of all knew it was on the way, but god damn, this is the most underhyped AEW pay-per-view since their last underhyped AEW pay-per-view, which was what, Full Gear. And we also have the Monday Night Wars. We have this day in history. We got Bring It to the Table, and this week, our top topic. And this comes in part of the watching Monday Night Wars, and you'll see how that goes along later, but... Today we are talking top celebrity appearances in wrestling, and I can't do any of these topics unless I have ODM. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely knew there was a pay-per-view coming this Sunday, and I know another thing, I'm not spending $60 to watch it, so there's that. Um, I also know that uh, Jake Paul finally met his match in boxing, and uh, I hope they have a rematch, and I hope he knocks him out this time. And I'm glad it was Tyson Fury's brother that did it. That's Tyson Fury's actual brother? Mm -hmm. No kidding. Yeah. Didn't know that. I saw the name Fury, and I was like... Tyson Fury's face. Oh, never mind. Listen, man. And I was I, like, yeah. oh, I'll pay any money. See, <laughs> that I would pay. I would pay money on pay-per-view to watch Tyson Fury versus either of the Paul brothers. I'd be like, all day. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see a murder. Honestly, I didn't know that I, until I read the article talking about the fight. And it, they called it out. So I'm like, oh, no shit. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about the new Tony Khan documentary that's coming out? <laughs> Or it actually came out last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. I heard it's a it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, you know, for those of you, uh, let's not hold back the suspense anymore. It's uh, it's called Cocaine Bear. And well, we should have given <laughs> some suspense. Make you watch a whole fucking episode until the very very end to tell you what that was going to be to give you the biggest letdown when it comes to a huge announcement. That would be Tony Khan. Oh style. Jesus Christ! Let's save that for uh, fucking when we go to, to AEW. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, listen, but man. There was a meme you sent me of just a, like a, a bear, like or maybe you've actually been the actual. It was. It was video cover of what this or poster cover of what this movie is, but it had Tony Khan's face where the bear's face is, I, and I was like, oh my god, that's so awesome. I saw another one that was great. It was a picture from Scarface where Pacino's got the gun at the end and he's fighting everybody off, but it was Fozzie. Fozzie Bear from fucking the Muppets. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> waka waka. Um, but I, I figured my bringing up of the, the the cocaine bear, which, okay, I will say, hey, shout out to Johnny Butabi. He gave the first uh, uh, review of everybody that I know. And he oh. said, it's exactly what you want it to be if you go in for a stupid, gruesome, funny movie. I'm like, excellent. I'm in. But, like, you're going to laugh, you're, and you know it's dumb at the same time. That's what, like, what is it? Uh, Piranha and Sharknado. Anaconda. Those movies. Yeah, thank you. Dude, Sharknado has one of the weirdest lines, some of the weirdest lines of all time. I almost don't even want to bring it up. I'm just going to say, look up. On YouTube, weirdest movie lines in movies of all time or something like that. And there's one that comes up where a guy hits on a girl and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's, it's odd. Anyway, uh, but let's do talk about Tony Khan because it, I, you have some news here. Yeah, well, I fucking, it actually flows perfectly from the uh, movie that uh, that's coming out with Tony Khan in it. Uh, so on February 15th, AEW filed to trademark the term AEW Collision. The problem with that is that Tony must have filled out the paperwork himself and must have been in snowman mood because the trademark that they filed for was AEW Kalisan. He left an eye out. Kalisan. He left the second eye. He left the second eye out. So he had to refile that paperwork with the correct spelling. <laughs> We did the same thing at first. We we did the same thing at first. We were the top of wrestling, and we were like, "Oh, forgot the R." No, that's that's funny. I didn't even hear that news. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's hysterical. And what's funny is that we both kind of contributed to the news this week and random things that 
I didn't hear about. So I think this is one of our go best. Go ahead, give me the next one. This is one of our best news segments ever because especially towards something towards the end because I love doing it. We did it last year. Can't wait to get there. But uh, yeah, uh, so uh, a report from Meltzer came out. Uh, they talked about it on uh, Wrestling Observer. Talk about, you know, the old ways of WWE still being around. And the funny thing is, is this seems like a weird report because the way things are playing out, it seems like this is a non-issue. But basically, someone within WWE are concerned about Sami Zayn's popularity heading into WrestleMania. Specifically, the fact that since Sami is so over, they're worried that it's going to affect Cody's push uh, for the title. So basically, you know... Sami night one, done. What's that? Yeah. Well, I, just on the road up. So basically, there was that Cody slash Paul Heyman segment. And basically, you know, the report again from Meltzer is that they rushed Heyman out there just so the crowd didn't have a chance to start chanting Sammy. True or not. But Are I mean, you talking again, about the video package that had both of them together, but then uh, not video package, but then Paul Heyman was on uh, com- or on the video with the, the, Tron, yeah. the neck brace. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know if you were talking about two weeks ago or this week. Okay, right. Well, week. actually, okay. yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was it was the Tron segment. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know that that's a problem because the way they're playing this out. And, again, you know, I got to give some props to Cornette because he's the one that laid it out. And, you know, as usual, I, I got I to gotta be on the same page with him. Is The way they're booking it is it's that Sammy and Cody are on the same page. And Sammy's like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I missed my shot. But, Cody, you're going to take care of it. And we got your back. I kind of called this. I kind of said him and Owens are just going to make sure that they don't fuck with Cody and that it's an even fair fight. So it's funny. There's going to be multiple times this week I'm referencing other people. Eric Bischoff said he th- likens Sami Zayn to the rise of what DDP had in WCW. DDP was a heel and mm-hmm. was anti, you know, against NWO and, you know, WCW. He's just a guy in his own, right? It's, it's kind of, you know. Yeah, before that, he was feuding with uh, Johnny B. Bad. Exactly. And with all of this, and then the, the, the crowd is what really started to get into him. It was mainly that diamond cutter, but it was also the, I'll fucking fight anybody. Whoever wants to get in my face. I'm a street thug, right? That's kind of what people always persona was. People always used to compare uh, Austin to Goldberg. Uh, we've said this before. DDP is really the better comparison to Austin. Oh, absolutely. I've actually always believed that. Yeah. I thought they were more... The side by side at different times, but in yeah, le- longevity of where how they got there. Yep. Now that being said, the absolute best, highest peak cheering rise of DDP is what we're watching right now. Oh hell 97, yeah! Ninety seven, early ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he got to the world championship. You remember, he's the one that fought Goldberg at Halloween Havoc, and then he didn't even win, right? Goldberg was still keeping his his, uh, streak alive and everything to go. DDP didn't win the championship, I feel like, until mid-99, 2000, something like that. I'm in 99, I believe. David Arquette bullshit. Yep. So, if you want Sami Zayn to give you what you want, the big pop at a big night at WrestleMania, it wasn't to happen. And look at him. I'm giving the... Look at I. There's my want in one hand, and think what is right in the other. You know what I mean. Sure. See which one's gonna fill up first. But 
I wanted Sammy to win at Chamber only because I just like him and I wanted something different, a good pop. Though I do know for business, Roman can't lose to a Sami Zayn. I think storyline-wise, would have been a great idea if you put it at WrestleMania and Cody was never involved. If Sammy came out, won the Rumble, we're good. Mwah. Kiss it goodbye, we're done. We don't have to worry about shit. But that's not where we're at. So where we're at right now, I get it that people are like, well, what about Sammy? I mean, he's pretty over. Okay, then do the right thing for the next solid year and at WrestleMania 40, you fucking put Sammy over. That's all you have to do. Or maybe SummerSlam. I don't know. You put him over as a champion at SummerSlam. He defeats Cody. My point is, keep Sammy and Kevin Owens together against the Usos night one. Cody Roman night two. You've just dissolved all your issues. Yeah, I mean, I still am not on the same page with you as far as putting a title on Sammy. I, I just I don't see it. I know he's over. I know it would be a massive pop. I know it would be a good payoff. I still just don't see it. I'm still shooting. What about a transitional? <clears throat> Hang on. Cody drops it to kind of like, all right, John Cena was your champion. He handpicks Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan beats John Cena. Bam, Randy Orton cashes in the money in the bank. Sammy gets his big win where Cody has a one-on-one with him. He gets his win, either money in the bank or whatever it is. Next month, he loses it. That's It's just give him his pat on the ass once, or you don't have to at all. That's fine. But what I'm trying to say is if this high keeps going and people are still out cheering Sammy more than everyone on the entire roster, then, yes, you do have to do WrestleMania 40. Uh, that's me personally. It may not go that way. It may fizzle out. Yeah. I think things fizzle out way faster than everybody thinks. You know what I mean? They're like, well, if he's over right now, think about it in two years. Nah, no. He's going to – he'll fizzle out. Everybody's fizzled out. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, all these guys that have come in that were at the top of the card with championships, they've all fizzled out. Where is AJ? Good question. I just – as I'm saying that out loud, I just realized, where in the shit is AJ? We got Edge versus Baylor coming up at WrestleMania, it's looking like, but I don't even see AJ around. around. That's who he fought last year. My point is is that you can give him it. You don't have to, I'm saying, but if you want to, you could do – I think it's the DDP route. The highest thing you can give him is the uh, – he gave him the U.S. title. When he was the world champion, I don't know. We'll get there. I wasn't really watching Nitro at that time. I don't know because I know he sh- he cut his hair and he was kind of a prick. I didn't really see heel DDP with the championship. Maybe there's a chance you do something with Sammy. You don't. Either way, I don't – do you think Sammy's going to be over-cheered or cheered over more than Cody for the WrestleMania weekend? Not like to, you're going to hijack the show? No, not to the point where it's going to harm Cody. No, exactly. Yeah, 100%. I will say, so this past weekend, my my godsons came over, and we just, a lot of snow things. I went ice skating for the first time in 20 years. Ah. Uh, yeah, man, and, and didn't fall. I was kind of proud of myself. After I helped him on the uh, the blue buggy that you use that you yeah, slide yeah. along with mm-hmm. the walker yeah, i went around a couple rounds on my own and look at it was a family night so you got teens you got adults things like that and there's a whole lot more teens than i expected and i went around a corner and i almost thought i was gonna bite it and i was like if you fall in front of these teens 
I'm not sure if your body's going to hurt worse or your pride because it's going to take you a good minute or two to get up. So don't fucking fall right now. But I kept my composure. I thought you'd be impressed with that because I know that you being a hockey guy. There you go. That being said, we also watch a little bit of wrestling. And uh, my my one godson is a huge, huge Cody Rhodes fan. Oh. He said he was so happy that he won the Royal Rumble. Nice. And you've met Bodie. You know, yes. Oh, Bodie Mania. Yeah, 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 we were there. Yeah. So he... Uh, we rewatched. I go, well, let me show you a good one. So we recently just watched uh, him and Rollins at WrestleMania, the big comeback. Mm. I wanted to see last year's. Um, he's just now really catching into it. So he's catching the new stuff. He's not knowing the older stuff. So we rewatched that, and I was like, holds up, man. Look at I like him. When he came back, come back, the son of the plumber, coming back, the story, the storyline, him winning the championship. I'm all for it. I actually have no problem with Cody closing out night two of WrestleMania titles in hand. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said this already, but, you know, I'm not one for shying away from repeating myself. You could argue that what he's doing in WWE now is exactly what he was trying to do in AEW. The difference is, is that AEW couldn't support it. He didn't have the supporting cast. And he well, had he, he and he had himself by the first pay per view, and he's he like, had too much. If I freedom. lose this, I'll never do a, a world title shot again. Right, what? and he had too much freedom to craft his own booking to a certain extent. I'm sure he has a hand in his booking in WWE to some extent, but I mm-hmm. think WWE is just more conducive because the thing is, we all cheered for Cody when the promotion started, and it didn't take long for us to be like, get the fuck out of here. And then he shows up in WWE, and we're immediately all in again. Pun sort of intended. Wow. Ooh, impressive. I was like, look at that one. <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. I've never said I hate Cody. I thought he was weirdly pushed in Dynamite mm-hmm. or AEW. And it was like, it, it just didn't seem right. But at the same point, it's because he got pigeonholed. At, I think, to be honest with you, he may be the only EVP that was like, nah, I don't want to be in the spotlight, man. I'm good. Let me, put me in the TNT role area, and that's it. Right. He could have been, very well been in the world championship title picture for a very 100%. long time, and 100%. I would have been fine with it. Yep. And he was out in two seconds. A good match against Jericho, busted his eye open on the ramp, and that was it. But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm behind him. I've always liked him since day one when he tagged with Hardcore Holly, then to Legacy, Stardust. I may have been like, I'm going to maybe skip out on this for a minute here. But I like Cody. So if he ends up closing Mania, I'm good with it. And what's great about that is uh, just a couple of weeks from today, um, or just about, yeah, we're going to be talking about our own WrestleMania 39 predictions. We're going to be getting there, man, and... and what is going to happen? You know, there's there's talk that Triple H is looking to have shorter, shorter. match numbers. Yep. Like, so meaning like everybody can have a good storytelling match, 20 minutes if you need to, 30 minutes if you need to, less bullshit this year. And I'm like, oh, you just got my interest. Maybe if you go back, to, I'll, I'm fine with an eight to 10 match card night if you do it on one night or eight if. Eight-ish at best, but yeah, I, I don't like two nights. You're, you're ruining my weekend. Yeah, it's too much of a commitment, man. And then trying to get back, you know, even if you're like, well, I'll go back and watch it. Okay, so you're going to avoid spoilers and try to find the time to watch it? By it's- Monday, yeah. Exactly. Especially when we record on Mondays. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so 
yeah, we'll, we'll get into our own predictions, but right now it's looking like a smaller card. I can get on board with that. Yeah. And I will say, if it's true, man, I'm going to be putting it in the predictions very soon. I saw in the news today, heavy reports, Gunther is about to be pushed for a world title. What did I tell you? Uh, set right now. What and did I, I go, tell you? Oh, oh, oh. You, oh, no. Like, three weeks ago at best is when you said it? Like, yep. it, yeah. You're on. I. Uh, you know, it's all go into some of the things that I've brought on here. Two things is that just so WWE cannot take Kenny Omega, Tony Khan said, because, you know, there's been reports, and I think we touched briefly on it last week. And I'm yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to. Yeah, get we said it in passing. Yeah. But sometimes cocaine's a hell of a drug or Adderall's a hell of a drug and you get a little paranoid. So Tony said, oh my God. You know what? Kenny was out several months in this year and the year before with injury time. And Tony is now tacked on injury time to Kenny Omega's contract, which would have been coming up pretty soon, like February, I think. Uh, No, no, I'm sorry, not February, like uh, end of March, early April. Yeah, yeah. So he did what, and this bothers me. I said it earlier uh, off off air, and I'm going to have to repeat myself now. It's the WWE to Brody Lee bullshit. Mm-hmm. Tony claims to care about the guys, care about everybody, but now you are using Kenny as a fucking pawn in this war, which... I like how everybody's like, there's no war. There's no war. There's a fucking war, okay? You guys are all at odds because you all take blows at each other weekly on your shows. And look at this. Now you're saying, I don't want to let Kenny Omega go. If he wanted to go and WWE promised him five straight years with the world championship, Tony's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's... So he's tacked on. It, 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 it actually pisses me off. I hate that they do that shit. So Cornette uh, mentioned something. And uh, I thought it was interesting, or it might have even been Brian Last, but it was on Cornette's show. So basically what it was, was what are we talking about here? Because remember, he has two roles. So did both contracts expire? Is only one getting extended and the other isn't? Do they expire at different times? Because he's an EVP and a talent. So I would think that he has two Contracts. Just something Tony's to think about. probably dumb enough to have done them on one. <laughs> probably. Well, speaking of Kenny Omega, you know, and look at Kenny saved Larry the dog. Let's not forget about that. When there was yelling, screaming, people getting punched, kicked, on fire. <laughs> he grabbed the dog and ran out of the room. But, speaking of him, the common words lately is CM Punk is a cancer to a locker room. As we've heard from, well, Seth Rollins kind of reiterated what he thought that Jericho said. Um, Mark Henry on Busted Open's podcast said he's not a cancer. He's highly opinionated, but he's good for business. He does things and goes out of his way to do things that others don't see on a regular basis. He's good for the business. Thank you. Yeah. And what made me 
what made me kind of get into that is I recently decided to check out the media scrum like I'd never seen it before. And that's someone he even mentions is Mark Henry. You got great minds on hand weekly. Yeah. And all Mark Henry does is go, it's time for the main event. That's all he does weekly. Yeah. I mean, he does. I mean, it, it's, it's cool because it's something we want to hear. The problem is, is how much of it is just him towing the company line. I want to believe that he's telling the truth and I have no reason to, you know, uh, think otherwise, but you know, we're going to get into our own predictions for revolution 2023. That is this coming Saturday night, Sunday night, you fuckers Sunday. Yeah. That's That makes it even more. I don't want to watch it now. I'm like, at least the rumble was on a Saturday, man. At least chamber was on a Saturday. You're killing me on a Sunday night. It makes me not care as much because mm-hmm. AEW likes to go, Four full hours. I'm not watching something till midnight on the Sunday. Sorry, I got a job. You want to pay my bills, motherfucker? I got kids to feed. <laughs> but we're gonna get into it. Does he? Doesn't he? Show up. We'll get into it. Punk. That is. Yeah. No, I got you. Um, this past weekend, we did have the first set of Ring of Honor tapings for what will be now the new we- Ring of Honor weekly television show. And it was done in Orlando, and this is going to be airing on Honor Club. Did you happen to see any of the pictures? I think I saw one of the set. The set? That's it. That was the main thing that was leaked, is just the set. And it had a very... Ring of Honor mm-hmm. feel to it. It yep. looked just like a Ring of Honor TV show. And I'm talking about the weekly ones that were on Fox, you know, about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the matches, these are more of the, it, there was like 30 matches that I read all together that it were taped. But some of the big ones that stood out, Josh were Josh Woods versus Koneske Tateska. Nice Did job. I get it? Nice job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> as soon as I started, I'm like, just commit, man. Uh, Wheeler Yuta versus Timothy Thatcher. <sighs> yep, I mean, that's awesome. And if it's for the pure championship, what if you make Timothy Thatcher your champ? I prefer. I don't. I don't see uh, a reasonable way to put Yuta over Thatcher. No, not unless. You, he doesn't like sub. He doesn't do well. It's pure championship rules, right? So if you don't adhere to the rope rules, things like that could be. Um, I actually, this is going to take my one second to get into this before I forget. Uh, this past week was Muda's final goodbye, and it was at the Tokyo Dome, and it was where he was. Uh, Kit, what's his name? Hikileo. No, man. It, great Muta, but when he's not Muta. Oh, uh, Kaiji uh, Muto. 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 It was Muto's goodbye. Yeah. And he lost to Tetsuro Naito. Naito, yep. But the match <laughs> that I'd been wanting to see was Okada versus Kiyama, the guy that yeah. kicked him directly in the head. Right. This Kiyama guy is 24 years old as the world champion, and you've got... Okada is like 36, I think, 37. Mm. The match is exactly what it could and should have been. Okada looks stronger than ever. 
It, he was handing some hard-ass receipts back for the kick to the face in storyline-wise. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, going mainly fighting more on the outside. He did a Rainmaker, did the pin one, two, and Okada lifted the dude up by the uh, head to give him more punishment. Nice. Different. It was a different kind of fight. So I wanted to bring that up since I did just mention Timothy Thatcher because he wrestled on the card because he's known for wrestling at Pro Wrestling Noah. Other matches that are on the Ring of Honor tapings were Claudio defending against A.R. Fox. So Claudio will be retaining in that match. But the biggest thing to come out of it was there's an old Ring of Honor veteran by the name of Slim J. He took on Mark Briscoe. And Samoa Joe had a match against Tony Deppin. And later on, Mark, the pictures that have come out is that Mark Briscoe came out to look like he's challenging Samoa Joe for Supercard of Honor is what I would assume. So that's kind of cool. He's going to go after the TV title. And uh, yeah, so on from there. Let's see. What else do you got, ODM? Oh, there's a lot. Uh, so we'll blow by a couple of these. Uh, Jeff Hardy's DUI, uh, his case got closed. His license has been suspended for 10 years. He uh, has to have an in- interlock system on his car for like two years. Uh, I think he has to go through like, you know, substance uh, rehab. There, there was a bunch of other stipulations, but uh, sounds like he's, uh, you know, somewhat cleared to go back to wrestling because as part of his court order, he will have to go to rehab again. So I don't know. Do we see Jeff Hardy in the ring in the near future, or is that ship sailed? I don't know. It's weird because Matt Hardy did a tweet. He's like, it's the best I've seen my brother in a long time. He's he's in a good headspace. I'm like, I hope he's right. 10 years, or, or 10 years, no license and all. All right, yeah, I guess he's all right. <clears throat> All right. Um, all right. What, what else? Oh, I do see that uh, Yuji Nagata won the AJPW Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship title. Yeah, I and I just thought that was interesting because I was like, I didn't even know he was still fucking wrestling. We've been watching him for fucking weeks now and for months now. Um, and it's hilarious because when you brought up uh, Muto, I thought you were going to talk about something else. I believe it was right after that match with Naito. He had an impromptu retirement match with Masahiro Chono. Oh, my God, I forgot to say that, too. You're right. And I don't speak Spanish. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And all of a sudden, the ref is in the ring. Uh, Chono's wearing head-to-toe black. And he's like, like, and I'm talking like a black dress yeah. shirt and pants. He's like, fuck it, let's wrestle. And I go, what? Yeah. And Chono submits him with, like, the uh, STFU or whatever that, you mm-hmm. know, everybody names that. So STF. Very, uh, yeah. <laughs> I went the Cena route, but yeah, you're right. I forgot all about that. Thank you for Crazy. bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I had to get a left. Uh, Nagata looks like he's in rough shape. Maybe he should just drop that title and go away. But hey, whatever. Do what makes you happy, right? If you can do it, do it. So uh, well, Flair thought he could, but hmm. oh, let's not. I watched. Talk. A, yeah. let's try. I trying. watched him die and come back to life on a yeah. TV recently. I'm, I'm trying to forget <laughs> that. So, um, yeah. So a uh, quick report uh, from Bloomberg. Uh, they have reported that Vince McMahon has uh, set the benchmark for his asking price for WWE, and it's $9 billion. Okay, good luck. My question is, is that to inherit all of the, if you think about like $9 billion, you got all the wrestlers, contracts, your... 
TV contracts, things that you're involved in? Is that kind of like what the worth of it is? I mean, fucking, where do you get nine billion from? I, that's probably just what he wants. And the thing is, I think the Saudis are the only ones that could legit just front nine billion. Everybody else, they're gonna be in debt for years, Cash. trying to. Yeah, they're gonna be. Right? So some of it's a little bit red, but. Um, Take a head you want off. Which one? <laughs> wait, 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 let's move on before I make yeah, this. Let's move on. Let's move on. The thing that I'm looking forward to the most, because I love listening to your reactions when I did this last year, I can't wait because most of these haven't even fucking changed. So unfortunately, you probably won't get the same pop as we did last time. But the Wrestling Observer Network or News uh, 2022 Awards have been released. You have your category. I remember doing this last year, yep. and I will say that I have only seen one. And the one I was like, I don't know about that. And I'll say which one it is when we get to it. Okay. So uh, category A, that's uh, they determine it by the first, second, and third vote. Uh, and they get points respectively, five for a first place vote, three for a second place, two for a third place vote. Uh, and they're pretty much your big category. So. Wrestler of the year. I'll let you guess. Uh shit. Let's see, wrestling. Uh, Seth. Um Jesus. Probably if you're gonna say Man, not Daniels. I don't know, man. I'll Roman. give you, I'll give you the choice if you want to say who you think it should be or who you think. How about you just pick. give me the three choices that they did and I'll I just, just have the winners. which one I think it is. Oh, okay. I think Roman. Moxley. <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> Fucking move on. I can't wait. Go ahead. Most outstanding wrestler. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to give guesses. Just start telling me because I can't. I'm going to be wrong on most of these. Will Ospreay. Okay, you not know bad. what? I'm not not bad. I'm not upset with that. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, tag team of the year. Uh, Usos. FTR. Hey, all right. Best on interviews. MJF. MJF. Promotion of the year. Which I gotta say, man, I would give that to Sami Zayn. MJF took a lot of time off. Sammy was on every week, man. Sure. I'm saying you know, just just you know, sure. Uh, what was the the next Pro- one? Promotion said? of the year. By AEW. Yep. Best weekly TV show. Dynamite. Yep. Pro wrestling match of the year. Wait, I'm sorry. Did Dave Meltzer rate these? Well, I mean, people voted on this. I don't know if every person was Dave, was Dave there. M, okay. Dave Meltzer, Dave Seltzer. <laughs> Dave Elka Seltzer. Um, match of the year. Dog collar match. Uh, it was a title match, I believe. I said dog collar match. Oh, no. Oh, geez. What was it? Okada Osprey. Yeah, it was a good one. Wait, did they say where? Uh, Tokyo. In August. No shit. Yeah. Oh, in August. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Would that have been uh, Dominion? No. In August, August was... Um... I don't know their schedule. No, that was the uh, end of the G1 Climax. Mm. 
There you go. Okay. We're going to whip through this one real quick. So this is Category B awards. This is just first place votes. All right. Uh, I am going to skip through a lot of these. Um, Best box office draw. Uh, does that mean wrestling wise, or was there a, like if they had movies a person? Out, I swear to God, I don't, oh, let's so draw. Hmm. Punk? No. Moxley? No. Who? Reigns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nah, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, feud of the year. Anything with the bloodline? Then it's wrong, but what is it? FTR and Briscoes. Okay. I'm not wrong. I'm not mad about that. Right. Uh, most improved wrestler. I. Uh, huh. Is it a male or a female? Uh, let's say they're both male. Oh. Uh, Nyla Rose? When I said both, that's oh, not I what th- I meant. Oh. <laughs> you dick. Jesus Christ. Top flight. The acclaimed. <laughs> Most charismatic. I'll give that to Starks. MJF. Right. What? The Brian Danielson Award for Best Technical Wrestler. Brian Danielson. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> he was being sarcastic. Motherfucker won its own award. <laughs> I was kidding, man. I thought like it would be Zack Sabre Jr., but that's awesome. The Bruiser Brody Memorial Award for Best Brawler. Bruiser Brody? Moxley. Uh, brawler. Moxley. It was Moxley, yeah. Uh, most overrated. Moxley. <laughs> That's just me. No um, shit. It should be. Yeah, good call. Most overrated? Hmm. I don't know. Ronda Rousey. Oh, amen. Underrated. Sami Zayn. Takeshita. Ooh. Rookie of the year. Takeshka. Braun Breaker. I thought this was like his third year in NXT, but yeah, okay. This is like, yeah, I would have given it to Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> Best non-wrestler. Paul Heyman. Yep. Best television announcer. I don't think you're going to get this. <laughs> is it a name I even know? Is it on Raw? Oh, oh, yeah, you definitely know the name. Yeah, I don't even know where this oh. person is right now. Where this person is? Um. Hmm. Corey Graves. Kevin Kelly. Oh, he's Ring of Honor, but he hasn't done anything. He's done like three shows all yep. year. Worst announcer. Oh wait, no. Kevin Kelly does. Uh, fuck. What am I thinking? He does Impact. a lot of New Japan shows for. Oh, does he? No, New Japan for uh, English. He's the English commentary, but oh, I can't sure. take it because he bothers me that every time Naito goes to do. Uh, Destino, he's got to go, Destino, all the way through one, two, three. And if he doesn't get it on the two, don't worry. When he goes to do Destino number two, he's going to go, Destino. That, nope, nope. It's not soccer, yeah. my man. Yeah, <laughs> you should get one. Uh, worst announcer. 
Ooh, Jim Ross. Corey Graves, which I don't know. That's the second year in a row he's got it. I don't think he's that bad. I don't get it. I don't either. Most disgusting promotional tactic. Uh, wow. Man, that could be a lot. I mean, w- shit. Could be, no, the DUI case was done. Um, what company was it? WWE. WWE. Promotional tactic. I don't know. I Maybe Mysterio's. Vince McMahon appearing on television for a crowd pop after sexual misconduct allegations came out. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was logical answers to this. No shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know, that was right? The, yeah. Dead on. Um, I, was, I thought you meant like promotional, like it was a storyline to get you to watch something. But no, right. that was accurate. Because I remember where I was last year in June uh, the, during the Jazz Fest. And I was like, text me play by play. I need to know what the fuck's going on. And you texted me. He almost fell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Promoter of the year. Con. Best That's booker. That's I saw. Best booker. Con. Yep. Best gimmick. Jesus. Con. Sami Zayn. Oh. And then this one I liked. Best pro wrestling documentary. Man, I didn't see any this year. Uh, have we talked about this one? Uh, I think I've brought it up. Okay, I don't know it. Tales from the Territories, Lawler Kaufman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, look at that. That, that was, was a good. That was really good. Something up, you know. You know what he is? A celebrity, and we're going to be talking about him a little later on today. Bam, 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 bam. Transition. Well, well, uh, I'm going to let you. Speaking of the last a transition three. from good things to bad things, you know what has WrestleMania written all over it? Brock Lesnar. Versus almost. <laughs> oh, he almost had it. Almost going to be a good match. Not really. I, I don't know. He challenged him. I have no idea what's going on with that. So we'll, we'll find out. But uh, I'm going to do these last two out of order. So just a couple of weeks ago, I saw Zelina Vega and a couple other people be like, I'm tired of signing all these autographs for people. And then they just turn around and sell them on. Uh, eBay and stuff, and you can tell because they have like forty-seven big things. And like, can you sign all these for me? And right, I know, right? Selling them. This past week on Rampage, a guy gave Soraya fifty dollars to sign something, and she did it directly on camera. Took the money and walked away. Take the money and that run. was staged. That had to be fucking staged. You know that she was like someone backstage was like, since this is going on so much recently, let's show that people are so willing to get a, a signature that they'll pay for it. Right. Wasn't there one with like Rey Mysterio too saying he wasn't allowed to do an autograph? There was just a story about that shit too. Like they were in a story. He doesn't do anything. He tries not to do anything out of mask. That's for sure. Yeah, and he wasn't wearing his mask. So yeah, that's right. That yeah, was so that yeah. was part of it. Okay, never mind. I'm conflating two different things. Anyway, moving on. Well, you know, this is one of my favorite things to hear. I heard it on Cornet. <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> WWE is being sued because there is a person who attended WrestleMania. Apparently did not buy a ticket, right? but was an attendee, an mm-hmm. invited person who went to WrestleMania 38 in Dallas, night subject to be found. I'm not sure which one it was, nor do I think it matters. No. 
and is suing WWE for loss of hearing because of the pyrotechnics. Can I say something? Please. This motherfucker not only should have this tossed, he should have his ears cut off. (laughs) Reservoir's dog style. Yeah, for filing this suit, he should have his ears cut off. And that's funny you say it because the guy's name... It's funny you say, you know, got Reservoir Dogs. I got a Tarantino transition for you. The guy's name was Marvin. Marvin Nash. Oh, shit. Just shot, just shot Marvin's ear off. Man, I've seen some shit in my life. Wow. No, that's <laughs> fucked up. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. But in that was in Pulp Fiction. But in Reservoir Dogs, the cop that they beat up and cut his ear off is Marvin Nash. Get out of here. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a weird connection. I took it. Wow. Wow. Mind blown. Wow. Shot Marvin in the face, in the ear. Shot Marvin in the ear. <laughs> what the fuck did you do that for? <laughs> I don't know, man. The pyrotechnics, the pyrotechnic must have hit it like a speed bump or something, man. <laughs> Pretty pleased with sugar on top. I love it. A please would be nice. Oh, you calling the wolf? Oh, you feel better, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, um, there's no... Come on. And, and even if you were right next to any speaker there... Everybody in that place would have been deaf, or anybody near that spot would have been deaf. Um, you were already deaf and needed a reason. You're like, you know what? That could make someone go deaf. <gasps> ding, ding. Right? I was going to say, the amount of right, concerts I've been to, I could sue a lot of people. Right? I mean, that's, and, and I did hear Cornette's thing. Uh, you think about concerts, baseball stadiums, basketball, they don't do, uh, as, uh, they don't do it as much inside basketball, but like, Places all over the place, especially concerts. I mean, you go see Kiss, you know that you're about to be deaf from all the bangs from the fireworks. I mean, that's what you would go for, not for the music, certainly. <laughs> I want to get deaf on the... All right, uh, let's talk about last week. We had Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown actually in that order. I would tell you stuff about Rampage, but I don't give a shit. Yup. So... In the main event, I thought it was pretty interesting that my attention was really drawn in. I was like, "Like, I know Austin Theory's not going to drop this title to Edge. I know it. But, but, what if, just what if Edge wins the title? He wants his rematch. Cena comes in, triple threat. I don't know why. I just wanted something different. You know what I mean? I don't know. But it's likely going to be Cena versus Theory. But it was a good match, but it got interrupted with Finn Balor, and it's looking like it's going to be Edge versus Balor at WrestleMania. Makes sense. Which I've heard some rumblings. Some people have said a couple of different match types. I bet you if they're going to do one, it'll probably be like a Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. That's that's where my mind went. Yep. Because then you can use Demon Balor. I was just going to say, rumors that Demon Balor could be coming back. Which would be great to get a little gangrel kind of uh or the brood kind yeah, of Yeah, he's done that. He's comeback. done that. So I mean, he definitely yeah. could do that. Uh the segment with Ding Dong Hello Bailey's show where she just has a door in the middle of the room, much Hi. like how the APA have their door, right? Um and it's funny cuz Bailey's like, "You better use the door." And Becky and Lita still walk through the door, which I thought was pretty hysterical. Um you know, Cafe Pal, it's Monday when we record. Uh Lita and Becky are taking on damage control for to, for the tag team titles tonight on Raw. Now, sources that I have been looking at are saying it's that transition so that you can have those two against Rousey and Baszler. 
because then you got Becky and Rousey with their mm-hmm. history, and then you just have Lita because she's there. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that Lita had a match in Saudi Arabia against someone. It was Becky. It was Becky who she had that match against. I don't know. That was the two I, biggest I, things I, I can give you from Raw, by the way. That's do you think? It, yeah, I know, right? Do you think the door is the same door they used on NXT where uh, Gigi Dolan got her head kicked in? That was so barbershop style. Oh, it was 100%. It was 100. It was was literally a remake. Good homage. Yeah. I mean, mean, it doesn't hurt that HBK is the fucking producer for NXT. (laughs) Yeah, I've been seeing things that he might come out of retirement to face. Grayson Waller. Dear God, please no. Dear God, please no. We saw what you could do. We saw. Yeah. Missed it by that much. Didn't have hair. <laughs> Did you see when he came back? Because he, he completely whiffed that fucking moonsault. First thing he says when he gets back into Gorilla, missed it by that much. <laughs> but you can do it because you're paid $5 billion over the death of many people. Yep. So on Dynamite, MJF brought things to a new level with Danielson and saying, you know, you're ungrateful. You were given a second chance on life. And. That's something I want because I'd like to have the wife, the family, all that stuff. And now he said that him and his fiance are done. And apparently from what I've been seeing, I'm not sure if it's true, but the one he just proposed to not too long ago, mm. he, I, I, I guess reports that they're done. Oh, see, I didn't even see that. And I didn't even think about that. I thought he was talking about an old thing. Um, I have one problem with this. Well, it uh, wasn't live in the front seat of the car, because... <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder whatever happened to her. Um, <laughs> in jail? <laughs> yeah. Um, again, his delivery, stellar. His ability to work Danielson up, fantastic. Yep. Um, he, he's best on the stick. My problem My is favorite. that it was it was too baby-facious. You're taking it for granted. I didn't have that. I don't have that. I traded all in for that. That's a baby face promo. Even if but you, even if you spun it, it around was, at the end, and but yet while it was, man, it all came full circle again. It did, right? Because then, then you just see, hey, birdie. As soon as I saw him, I go, oh shit. Yeah. He just called out his daughter's name, and we all know it because of the Bella show and just right. I mean, like it's the internet, but that was pretty uh i was waiting up to yeah i was waiting to say something about his wife i was waiting on that oh that would have been great that would have been great so like oh god that have been so good you're better than your sister i don't know anything would have been awesome (laughs) uh and of course last week there was a huge gigantic come in your face the most exciting thing you'll ever hear in your life uh, like the guy on uh, that South Park looking guy downstairs on the computer. Was thinking about. Um, <laughs> this is the announcement we've all been waiting for. And Tony was so riddled up that he couldn't do it on his own. He said, here's Adam Cole to give you the second announcement. I had him do Forbidden Door. And now I'm going to have him do our new reality show. And don't worry, you're going to get to know much more about me. And people like myself and Britt Baker and much more of the AEW roster. That's the two he named. That was it. Your first thing is, what am I going to see? Anything different? Like them just making out? Is that it? <laughs> and I'm like, are you shitting me? This is That was your announcement? You did it at 945? You cocksucker. Dude. And it's funny because they broke a million views this week for 
bullshit like that. Because yep. people are like, okay, you got an announcement. Revolution's a couple of weeks away. All right, give me something good. You can't you get either of your weekly shows right. You're going to add this nonsense now. Wait, it's even better. That's even better. So, you know, this isn't even their first reality show. Don't forget you had On Top of Brandy or whatever that was called. And then they had all those other segment things that they've done this before. But if they couldn't get things any more wrong. Every year at Revolution, there is a ladder match called the Face of the Revolution Ladder Match. It's on Dynamite tonight. Why? Because we painted ourselves into a corner by saying we're going to have this one-hour Iron Man match. Now, here is where I have an issue with this. Because this ladder match, although is... Looking at the guys on there, I think they all should very well be on the card. Now they've added the House of Black is actually going to be challenging the Elite for the trio's titles. The most rush shit you could do, or have your annual ladder match. Okay, so we're going to call this the Face of Dynamite ladder match, which is tonight. And it has Eddie Kingston, Kaneske Kateska. Did I get it right? Uh, that was yeah, pretty that close. That was pretty close, yeah. Yeah, a little yeah, yeah. stutter. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Sammy Guevara. Because, you know, we need someone to stand up on top of the ladder, do a little crazy logo <laughs> thing. <Yeah. laughs> Douchebag. I just hope he lands on his head this time. Oh, God. Uh, Ortiz, AR Fox, who I think will be good in this match, you know, because, you know, top flight, high flying spot, guy. Spot, 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 Action Jackson and Dreddy. Heck, and. Heck, heck, heck. <laughs> Fuck you. I need a drink of water. And. Commander. Go ahead. Ask yourself, who is Commander? Huh? Huh? No, no, that's my point. Exactly. <laughs> um, I saw the tweet, uh, and I was like, who the fuck is that? I still don't know, other than he's making his AEW debut. There you go. Tonight. He wears a mask. That for- makes sense. That makes sense for your face of the revolution ladder match is a brand new person to come in. In a mask. Fucked up. He's going to, in a mask, and he's going to win. That's the best part. Yeah. I mean, see, here's my thing. I'm already muddled about the whole TNT title right now anyway because it keeps flip-flopping, and I don't know what's going to happen at fucking uh, at uh, Revolution. I'd like to see Hobbs get the push because how many good stories and promos have we gotten about Hobbs, and he just keeps disappearing. Dude, we called it from fucking day one that this dude had potential, and they fucking have wasted him. So let me ask you this question. Do you think he could, could possibly do this? Look at I want to give the benefit of the doubt as much as I can, unfortunately. That's what I do. But what if Powerhouse Hobbs wins on Wednesday night? And no matter who wins, Joe or Wardlow, he comes out afterwards and says, I'm not waiting for Dynamite. Let's go right now. Hmm. Kind of cashes in. But see, the unfortunate part with that is that it's it fucking it Wardlow's kind of in the same boat as Hobbs. Like you know, I mean, he's at least been on TV more. Um, but so what happens? Okay, so Wardlow loses, and Hobbs goes after Joe. So it's heel versus heel, or fucking. 
uh, Wardlow wins. Oh, he got the title back, and he immediately lost it again. You know what I mean? It's it's tough. So who the fuck knows? But I mean, it's Booker of the Year, so I'm sure he'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> but again, another paint yourself in the corner. Oh yeah, you did a trilogy with Darby and Samoa Joe that mm-hmm. was awesome. Each match was better than than the last one. Sure. And now here you are. You're like. Who wants to see a match because I cut someone's hair off and he's sad about his daddy? Uh oh. All right. SmackDown. Sammy still trying to get Jimmy to be on his side. They kind of come to blows and Jay stood still watching idly by. Um, but Drew on smocking uh, tack. Wow. Talking smack. <laughs> Jesus. I, I swear to God, I'm not even drinking. That's to a catch fucked that. up part. <laughs> Your mama. Drew says officially he wants Gunther at Mania. So I think what I said was right. I think we may be getting Sheamus and Drew. I think that one day one guy says it. Next week the other one will say it. Um, It sucks because you got a lot of full-time guys, man. uh, uh, Brawling Brutes have had a pretty strong year on SmackDown. Likely not even going to be on the card. You know, a lot of guys are not going to be on the WrestleMania card. And it's funny when you – I'm like, then you can put together – an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. For oh, I'm sure they're going to have and one. And your women's. No, from what it's all seeming like is they may not, though. Hmm. Well, that's from what I'm hearing, but what do I know? Um, But Impact, No Surrender, was this past weekend. Did you watch it? No, fuck no. <laughs> you know better oh. than that. No, I was just. Oh, you put the notes in the here. I was and like, I saw I'm the an event, so I put the fucking results in there. Um, You should look up the. Some highlights of Joe Hendry versus Moose for the Impact Digital Media Championship. There was a Dreamcast in the ring, several games to be hit by, a VR. Um, It was one of the more jokester-looking matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Better than the zombie match. Oh, God, nothing was ever worse than that. But Josh Alexander still is the Impact World Champion, uh, retaining over Rich Swan, and Mickey James retained over Masha Slamovich. Lakovich Makamabinich. I was thinking about what is it on uh, Dodgeball? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Lady Red. <laughs> so we do have AEW Revolution this Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday. And. Again, we have the Trios Championship, Elite versus House of Black, the Women's Championship. Well, hang on. Let's just we'll go prediction wise before I blow through all this. Uh, Elite versus House of Black. Elite. I want House of Black, but I don't see it being yeah. Elite. Raying. I, I, I don't see Elite dropping them right now. No. No. Uh, unless Omega really is leaving. Nah, if he just got injury time tacked on. Um, Texas Deathmatch, Moxley versus Page. I hope they both hurt hurt themselves to death. Yeah, I hope they both bleed to death, yeah. You know what's funny? is I, th- I saw a great meme. It said, if Hangman Page was smart, he would have challenged Moxley to a first blood match. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. The women's championship is a triple threat. We got Jamie Hayter defending against Ruby, 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 so ho. And... Yeah, for 50 bucks, I'll do anything, Soraya. Word, 50? I'll be right back. <laughs> um, can you bring the NXT championship along? So I think Hater is going skeet, to skeet, pin. Skeet. <laughs> I think Hater is going to pin Ruby. 
Oh, God. You know what? I don't even fucking care. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Either way, Soraya wins. Jamie Hayter wins. Ruby Soboho is taking the pin. That's how this match is laying Pretty out. Pretty much. She's probably going to bleed, too, whether purposefully or accidentally. Man, that broken nose from Ty. Ugh. The TNT Championship, as we've already talked about, Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. I kind of feel like since they did the haircutting thing, my daddy, I, I, I'm not being sarcastic. I think Wardlow wins. Same. I think he's going to, but then Joe's going to take it back on Dynamite. So whatever. Yeah. Um, right now, we still don't know who the fourth team is because that's being determined tonight in the Casino Battle Royal. But Part two. We're trying to push as many new and upcoming stars as we can. And look at the tag team title picture for uh, Sunday night. You got the gun club or the guns versus acclaimed versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay lethal. Jeff Jarrett's my new favorite thing in, in life now. I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> MJF versus Brian Danielson. There's no way MJF drops to Danielson on his first pay-per-view title defense. No, I don't see it either. Do we get at the end of it? Look, we got to just talk realness, okay? Mm -hmm. Do we get... I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. I want it so bad. Yeah, same here. But I he was at a wrestling show. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Oh... It would be so poetic, oh. though, if you think about it. After all out, he shows up in that whole mask thing, all that. This would it would be really great if he did. I'm just saying. Look at there's opinions, right? And I'm not doing the whole everybody's got them, but truthfully, he had an opinion about some things people asked him during a media scrum. He didn't do it on your live TV. He did it on a fucking YouTube media scrum, and yeah, yeah and let's out be, and said what he had to. And let's be honest, those media scrums are jokes anyway for AEW, because it's just a bunch yeah. of smart marks. Yeah, it's the same for WWE. With it, Sammy was still playing the same character. Right. Punk was the first time he wasn't in character. Just sitting there <laughs> eating a muffin, he? being like, anybody want this? <laughs> I'm old, I'm tired, and I work with children. <laughs> I loved it. So it's, his voice is so groggy because he's just, you know, he was tired. Uh, you know, I forgot to mention when we were talking about the uh, Observers Awards, you know, FTR won a couple. They won the feud with the Briscoes and the best tag team. AEW put out a tweet congratulating all the AEW roster members that won awards, except for FTR. Was Punk in any of the awards? I forgot. No, no, not any of the winners. Okay. No. But Dax basically responded to his tweet saying, aren't our contracts up soon? Or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Dude, we have gone but from... But good for him. Tony likes to play on tweets and start talking shit about Ariel, that dude. Right? Ariel so, Hawaii. he wants to play that? It's, go go it, for it. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan to what the fuck is happening to. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan to where the fuck is happening. And it's been a roller coaster ride since we've started this podcast. Yeah, I've gotten grayer. Well, each and every week we have a gripe, as it seems to generally be. Nothing positive, as I would hope, but let's bring it to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! In October of 2022, I think it was like the first week, Extreme Rules, it closes out with the final huge return that we've been waiting for. Bray Wyatt, we got all the masks, we got 
uh, it, just everything. It was huge. The buildup was awesome. First promo out. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know where you're going with this, but that's good. I don't want to know. Let's do this. Uh, this episode drops in March. <laughs> it's March. It's freaking March. Mm-hmm. And he's had one full match. Yeah. That ended with Uncle Bo Dallas Howdy completely missing. Maybe if you took the mask off, you would have been able to see where Eli Drake was. This is true. Um, or LA Knight. Uh, close enough. I knew where you're going. Nothing has been happening. Where are you going with this? It's been horrible. Do you know that Action Jackson Andretti has had more character progression on TV, even against the Jericho Appreciation Society, than Bray Wyatt has? And Action just got here, what, the beginning of the year? Yep. What am Uh, I missing here? I told you. I told you it was going to be a shit show. I told you it was going to be a shit show. It's bothering me because I'm like, I just saw they went back to a Firefly Funhouse segment this past week on SmackDown as well with him. Well, everybody's what? Yeah, everybody's talking about, oh, it's going to be the Wyatt Six and it's going to basically be all the puppets. Great. So we're going to have wrestling matches where are they going to take off the masks or are they going to wrestle in them? Is it going to be like another man tower thing or what the fuck's going on? I hope it's actually, well, it's funny because the beginning of the Firefly Funhouse match showed two Undertaker action figures wrestling against each other. And so it's funny you're saying like all these puppets. Well, maybe the puppets are just going to fight each other inside that house. It's just going to be all behind, like under a cardboard box. It's weird. It's really, really weird, man. I, it's bothering me because I you had the chance and you haven't done shit. I mean, the best. I'm not saying he's got to be in a world title picture, but do something. Yeah. And here's another trend to this day. I said I had another one. I mentioned that I, I'm on Bischoff side about Sami Zayn being close to DDP. Well, Sammy, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Vince Russo, you know there's something wrong in my head if bro. I have to be, uh, bro, we're going to set him on fire. And when they did that with Wyatt, and it still didn't work, but Vince Russo said, do you realize that Bray Wyatt has been in the WWE system pretty much for a decade now? Mm-hmm. He should already be at the legendary status mm-hmm. Taker was at his 10-year mark, and he's He's at lower than mid-card right now. Yep. The, Why am I... <laughs> I just sided with Vince Russo. The best thing that's, that's come out... That's how much they have fucked up Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and the best thing that's come out of his return is they got me to buy a Mountain Dew Pitch Black. <laughs> I could have added the grape dye myself. <laughs> Thanks, Mountain Dew. <laughs> what do you got this week? All right. Well, it's funny. We were just talking about Stark 97 and Sting and how... You know, all the drama, you know, surrounding that and the shitty finish and, you know, talks of Sting not being in shape and they kind of just rebooked it like a month later. So uh, A&E has uh, released some new biography shows for WWE. One of them is the NWO. I've not seen the episode. Uh, I did hear Cornette review it, but before I listened to Cornette reviewing it, I stumbled across a minute and a half clip on Twitter. Basically, it starts with Hogan saying, yeah, so we got to the arena that night, and I said, I can't do it, brother. You know, when you lose the title, you gotta you got to come out of it on the other side looking better. Then it cuts to Nash, who says, wait, 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 wait. Then it cuts to Nash, who says he had complete com- uh, creative control. You can't give a wrestler complete creative control. You just can't do it. 
then it goes to Bischoff and he goes, he goes, yeah, that was in his contract, but he never, he never used it. He never, except that night. It had nothing to do with Sting being out of shape. It was 100% Hogan being like, I can't do it, brother. That's literally why the finish. And basically, they changed it at the last minute. And the story is Hogan told Patrick, don't do a fast three count. And then Hogan turns around and blames Sting for not kicking out. Because he was expecting a fast count. And he didn't get a fast count. It just and he didn't... pissed me off. Yeah. So... <laughs> Fucking talk about whitewashing fucking history. Wow. Well, and we said it, man. You watched the match. I'm like, it wasn't bad. Sting looked fine. He looked like he was wrestling a fucking match. I will say, was he maybe a touch? That's what they did. You look at him and he's not exactly the slimmest Sting that he is right now in the February, March time. Yeah, but it was also his first match back. I mean, he wasn't really taking a whole lot of bumps and getting back in the ring. Exactly. It's all that black, you know, you know. That's excuse, man. Well, that's crazy. Well, you know what else is crazy? I bet you didn't know this. On this day in history, Rob Van Dam, he got high. Let's go to the wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, do we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. You're gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! The Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! My name is the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, the World Wrestling Federation Champion. And what I'm doing right now is treating you like a man. But make no mistake about it, Mike, I am calling your ass out right now, right here. Boy! Oh, man, oh, man, oh, Here we man. go! You want to do it? Let's do it right now. Here we go! You get your people out of here, I'll get my people out of here, and you and me will handle this man-to-man. Shawn Michaels, can you say Mitch Green? Shawn Michaels and Mike Tyson are fixing to tie it up! Uh-oh. What's he going to do now? Hideous power. Whoa! And the Undertaker! I will walk straight through the fires of hell to face you, Kane. And when you look into the eyes of your older brother, you will understand why I am the most feared entity in the World Wrestling Federation. You will understand why I am the Reaper of Wayward Souls. Hold on one second, macho. Hey, yo! Hey, working man's man, Scott Hall! 
Last week, you told me to bring it and don't sing it. Well, I brought it. Survey says, Scott Hall, you're dead. I like that survey. Can you believe that this man is macho, 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 brother, brother, brother. For the last 16 months, every time I looked up and saw Hogan's face, I saw your face. I don't forgive, and I don't forget. Tonight, we got business, but there's a problem because I can only do business one way. My way. Huh? Ooh, yeah! You want to do it? Let's do it right now. Man, oh man. Look at you an uncouth imbecile. <laughs> you you upset. You need to love somebody. You yeah. need to just calm down. <laughs> Again, watching Triple H put his head down and go, oh, motherfucker. Like, you just saw him go, oh, I can't. <clears throat> you need to love people. You need, you're too upset, Steve. All right, but that's not even what we're here to talk about. Um, what we're talking about is this past week on Raw, as we've talked about last week, Mike Tyson is going to be here in, I believe it's Cleveland, Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed. Um, and what I remember the most, why I said, the let's do it. You want to do it right here? Let's do it right now. They even make a quick mention of it, I believe, at one point. But I want to say right now is this was this was a good time to be a wrestling fan because my dreams were coming true as a wrestling fan because on sports center wrestling is now being shown because everyone's like did you see what mike tyson did last night <laughs> he's telling people to suck it now but he was all over the news and i'm talking like Random news you'd turn on. He was on MTV, Sports Center, uh, even local TV news. Did you hear Mike Tyson is entering the world of professional wrestling? Dude, I loved this. And it brought me back. And when I rewatched this, I watched minute for minute everything um, in some of, especially our big, big segments that you're going to get into. Huge night of Raw, decent night of Nitro. When you have three hours, it's only decent. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, like you said, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we do get a recap of Tyson appearing on Raw initially and his involvement in the feud so far. We open up with DX coming to the ring. Triple H cuts a quick promo on Owen. Shawn Michaels says, well, we're going to go from Owen Hart to Iron Mike Tyson, and I've got an offer you can't refuse. Uh, he cuts a promo on Austin, and he says, hey, man, you're going to lace up your dancing boots because you're going to be boogie into sweet chin music. Glass breaks, Austin comes in, gets in HBK's face, the lights go out, Kane's music hits, DX just powders. Bearer gets on the mic and says, you won't have to worry about WrestleMania because Kane's going to send you straight to hell. They bounce. Austin takes Cole's headset and knocks him out of his chair and says, I don't give a hell if he wants to, he wants to wrestle, get me a hot dog and a beer and I'll sit here and I'll wait. 
It was at this moment I realized that the announcers are Michael Cole, Jim Ross, and Kevin, Kevin Kelly. Kelly. Yep. And I go, where's Lawler? And he comes in in the second half. I didn't realize they started doing the Nitro yeah. thing where you do the switch off and announcers. Yeah. I'm now just catching it right now. Yeah. I, I, he's he's the war zone because he <clears throat> likes to mm-hmm. say what's... Puppies. Yes. Ooh, because puppies. Yet. We'll get there. We will get there. Uh, they do a quick tease on a mystery WrestleMania guest. It's a woman. They show a silhouette of her in a quick interview. We'll get there when we get there. <clears throat> Limo pulls up. It's Shane. Oh, my God. I just remembered who it is. Yeah. I, I had to it. look it up, to be quite honest with you. Limo pulls up. It's, uh, but it's honestly one of the best segments, and it has nothing to do with her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, you get the New Age Outlaws to the Ring. They're wing ne- neck braces. Uh, there's the dumpster at ringside again. Uh, they're in Cleveland. Uh, the baseball team at the time was named the Indians. Uh, it's now the Guardians. Uh, so they're wearing Florida Marlins t-shirt. Uh, the back of one of them says Indians suck. The other says Marlins rule or Marlins are number one, something they said, uh, road dog says they're going to be pressing charges against chainsaw, Charlie and cactus Jack, uh, murder in the first. They're not dead. <laughs> they're going to use road dogs home video as evidence. And they're not going to wrestle tonight. And Slaughter comes on the try and says, uh, you're not hurt. You're wrestling tonight. And you're going to defend your titles. And it's going to be against DOA. It was, it was kind of cool to see their video footage. Because yeah. as we saw last week, he had yeah. the old yeah. school camcorder. And he's in Michael Colt's face as they're getting in the car. And then they get attacked. It and makes then you sense. hear a whole lot of bleeping. It was cool. I like yeah, it. I exactly. actually, it's continuity. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and it wasn't just say, a gimmick, right? Yeah. Right. I will say, it, I don't care. This isn't, you know, anything with politicalness. It will always be the Cleveland Indians to me because that's where Rick Wild Thing Vaughn played. Exactly. That's where Willie Mays Hayes Jake played. Jake Taylor. Thank, oh, my God, the best catcher of all time. Blew his knees out, but he still got to first. Yep. Uh, it's at this point I realized for the first time ever that Skull and Eight Ball are identical twins. What are you fucking high? Have we met? <laughs> so yeah, but I that didn't answer the question. Then I guess that was kind of stupid. Um, really? Yeah, it's DOA. Oh, yes, you think are. I pay that close attention? Other than the other guy looks like Brian Adams. I know Brian Adams too. <laughs> Brian Adams is a fucking chameleon. Uh, yeah, uh, Chainsaw and Cactus pop out of the dumpster and the outlaws powder through the crowd. Hooray. Uh, next, we got a Sable hype package, uh, which leads into our Marrow versus Tom Brandy, because Tom Brandy's apparently still around. Uh, Sable, as usual, gets sent to the back immediately. Luna ends up coming out to ringside, acting as Marrow's valet. Crowd starts chanting for Sable. Luna causes a distraction, low blow TKO. Luna kisses Marrow, and Marrow's not quite happy with that. Goldust runs in and beats down Marrow. Luna joins in. Sable comes out and attacks Yo, you Luna. just realized you kissed every gimmick that Goldust has done? Yikes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sable and Marrow okay. argue. Shows Marrow to the mat, and Marrow powders. Gun to your head, Luna. Sure. Sure, pull the trigger. can i do both (laughs) afterwards i may want to be shot in the face (laughs) it's gonna be like that scene from fucking kingpin where he pays the rent 
That's gross. Let's move on. You're ruining my appetite. I'm about to have dinner right after this is over. Come on. Right. Owen Hart versus Mark Henry for the European title is up next. Slaughter stops the nation of domination on the ramp, tells him to head to the back. But China comes out later with absolutely no problem. Uh, Owen has a sharpshooter locked in, and as a typical dumb face does, uh, gets distracted by China on the apron and breaks the hold. Uh, Owen goes to the top rope and says, hey, watch this, China, watch this. He must have had a crush on her. China naturally knocks him off the top ropes right into Owen Henry for a bear hug. But then China comes in the ring and low blows Henry for a DQ. I like that shit. You're going to fuck your opponent by fucking your opponent. Opponent. Mm-hmm. I like that. And what's I- crazy is that in a couple of months, she's going to fuck the opponent. <sighs> Not in real life, but there's a whole Yet. he wants to date China thing in the summer. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. It kind of goes along with all this. Like the low blow, but later on, he's going to be like, hey, I got sexual chocolate. Here's a Hershey kiss. Later on, you get the whole bar. All right, let's move on. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. That was, uh, yeah, longest yard. Uh, Cole's on the ramp with China says, what, what was that all about? Because I can. Because I can. I loved it. All right. Next, you get a six-man tag team match because why not? It's Taka Michinoku and the Headbangers versus the Rock and Roll Express and Barry Windham. Uh, we see Vince backstage with Tyson. Tyson has apparently uh, stole Bono's glasses. Um, we see a headbang. I thought (laughs) headbangers cut a quick promo on Rock and Roll Express, and hey, Taka, what do you think about Jim Cornette? You jackass. (laughs) Okay. Uh, not the first time that uh, it's actually the second time Cornette's gonna get dissed tonight. Yeah. Well, uh, Cornette's apparently fucking up lately because uh, he gets his racket taken away uh, by Thrasher. Uh, Cornette gets on the mic uh, post-match, says we're going to put the title t- titles up. Oh, my God. Put the titles up against us next week. And he does. So, again, weekly Cornette reference, and I think I've already done five, but that's okay. On the podcast, they make a joke out of Cornette's exasperated sigh. <sighs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I do. He does this at the end of his promo. It was fucking <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it, man. Let's get to the war zone because this is obviously the most important night uh, part of this show. Vince is in the ring to welcome Tyson to the ring. The crowd is just booing the shit out of Vince. The best part is Vince being Vince says, are you the enforcer or is Austin going to enforce his own rules? And before you ask that question... Let that that's the question. Unquestionably, it will be answered at WrestleMania. So you asked a question, you didn't let him answer it, and then you told everybody that unquestionably the question will be answered at WrestleMania. Jesus Christ, Vince. Then he asks the crowd for some respect. <laughs> oh, you're still I'm proud of you, man. You got all that out and I followed you. I was there. <laughs> it was a bit uh it was a bit much. Uh, and then he asks Tyson who's going to win, and before Tyson can say anything, DX music hits. Uh, HBK's halfway down the ramp. He throws the bird at Tyson. Uh, they're being followed by uh, multiple officials and stooges. And he says, hey, I'm not here to disrespect you like Austin did, but I'm calling your ass out right now, right here, boy. Yeesh. 
And for those of you who don't know, <laughs> in history, no, nope, nope. All right, uh, it was, but the crowd popped, right? Oh yeah, a little bit, and then to hear the real soft. You want to do it? Let's do it right here, right now. Let's do it now. The crowd was like, what? And all of a sudden, Vince goes, okay, let this happen. Uh, yeah. But now let's get back to this three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Austin pushes him. You ruined it. You ruined it. You ruined everything. Okay, but it, now it's okay for Michaels. It, it's continuity. I look for that kind of shit. Yeah, no, that's a good call. Everybody gets out of the ring, and, yep. and they square off from you know corner to corner. Michael's in his best uh, black turtleneck that he could find. San Antonio casual. Thank you. (laughs) And Mike Tyson in a WWF attitude shirt. Yep. They circle around each other a couple times. Michael's, give me it. Go ahead. Give me. Give me right here. Go. Give me to the... Or no, I'm sorry. uh, Tyson. Give me it. Go ahead. Give me to the chin. Yeah, free shot. Michael's grabs on to Tyson's shirt, and they do at least a good two 360s. What's that? 720? Thank you. Um, And finally, when they do this do-si-do, I think... I'm like, is he trying to figure out the... I I think he was trying to get a handle on the the shirt. shirt. Yeah. But... How it rips, I got to assume he had, like, rips in the shoulders. Oh, yeah. In multiple spots. It was a gimmick. One little pull and the thing just went. It was the most, like, easily ripped shirt I've seen. Go back to what they did in, you know, SmackDown a couple, like, about right after War Games. You see how hard they ripped that shirt off of Sammy to give him his new Sammy Uso shirt? Or, you know what I mean, the honorary member shirt? (laughs) This one just fell off of Tyson. Tyson has way more muscles. But uh, it was awesome because the crowd actually popped and was like half pissed, but also like, this is the shit. Yeah. Good moment, man. I remember it well. And it's, yeah, everybody remembers, man. Tyson is a DX member. He's never actually kicked out. So I assume he's probably there for life. Like the NWO. <laughs> Wrong stable, but close enough. Yeah, Tyson's or uh, Vince isn't happy. Uh, Sean gives him the chops, and Vince is shown at the top of the ramp, looking on with disgust. So, there's and that. as you and I have discussed, um, Tyson just has a really awkward way of doing a suck it chop. Yeah. While most of us keep that chop at forearm, this yeah. dude thinks that she go elbow to elbow for some reason and gives weird arms. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's got giant pecs and huge arms and he can't get it to go that far. I don't know, man. It's really weird. But when he does it, I'm like, just stop. Just yell it. Yell it. Fuck it, everybody. I want you to fuck it. Maybe it's because he's an uncouth imbecile. <laughs> you seem to love somebody. <laughs> It gets you every time. <laughs> it does. Uh, we get Steve Blackman versus Kama next. Uh, Slaughter sends the nation to the back again, but Rock and Farouk still interfere. It's a DQ. Shamrock makes the save. Uh, next in our WTF moment of the night, because I sure as shit don't remember this. Out of fucking nowhere, coming back from the bake break, fucking Colonel Parker's in the middle of the ring. Not Colonel Parker. It's not Colonel though. Parker. We we'll find get out. Okay, we'll get there. all right. 
Uh, uh, the greatest entertainer, the greatest songwriter, the greatest wrestler, and this is something you're gonna listen to for the next six to eight months, cause Colonel Rob Parker is gonna be on your TV. I fucking hated Colonel Rob Parker. I hated him in WCW, and now he's gonna be on WWF. Fuck, I thought I was done with this gimmick. I forgot about this. So he calls out Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett is Double J. He's back in his old gimmick, old outfit, old music. We're and talking I, the, 1995 blinking Double J hat, yes, yes. coat, everything. I, and then my music, next, too. Ring, ding, yeah. ding, do, do, do. My next note was, am I having a stroke? <laughs> Feels like it when you're watching it, right? And, and this is where I said Cornette gets another diss for the night because after it's over, this is where Jarrett says, no offense to Cornette and the NWA, but I got to go on my way. I'm like, well, that's done. That means the storyline is about yeah, to they fizzle said he, right uh, out. I wish them luck. They weren't prepared for a man of my stature. And he says, only one man can promote me right, and that's Tennessee Lee. That's T-E-N-N-E-S-S-E-L-E. Well, now I know how to do it. well naturally jeff jarrett's in the ring so let him have a match it's against flash funk uh tennessee lee interferes which is great because i saw regular jeff jarrett against flash funk i feel like just a couple of uh, weeks ago and now i'm seeing double j jeff jarrett against flash funk but this is the double j that spells his name so right totally different match totally different totally different yeah jarrett wins with a figure four after interference uh, next, we get the uh, the big reveal. Uh, you could say it was almost as good as Tony Khan's reveal from uh, this past Dynamite. <laughs> it's the surprise WrestleMania guest, and it's Jennifer Flowers. It's Jennifer with a G, by the way. Uh, for those of you not familiar with the Bill Clinton scandal back in 98, where he had sex with about a dozen people that weren't his wife while he was the president of the U.S. and got openly caught for it, Jennifer Flowers was one of those, and she apparently had recordings between him, herself, and the president. Um, she was a big, I mean, when the social media wasn't really a thing back then, but, I mean, she was like an Internet celebrity uh, based on that. And, uh, yeah. And I know what her role will be, and I'm not going to spoil it if you guys don't know. So we'll wait till we get there. But yeah, Gennifer Flowers. Can't Jennifer wait to see Flowers, her. Flowers. Jesus Christ. We got a LOD breakup recap, and then we go into what's in our main event, and that is going to be Kane versus Austin. Um, DX jumps Austin at the top of the ramp with sweet chin music. Hang on. Yeah, hang I got to say this. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Probably since Heart and Michaels and all those guys, this may be the best ending to Raw in quite some time that we've watched. There, Yeah. Yeah. A roller coaster is what I'm saying, Lee. You're like, oh, 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 oh. It, a lot of good shit. Please, yeah. go on. Kane right. versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, not really, though, uh, because they hit Austin with sweet chin music at the top of the ramp as he's coming out. Uh, they actually go to a break. We come back from break and bearers in the ring, and he says, Kane, go get the ring bell. He goes down there, apparently gets distracted, and he just pulls a fan out of the crowd that's wearing an Austin shirt and just fucking choke slams him. Commentary says it's a kid. It was not a kid at all. <laughs> Maybe a kid like, oh, look at this kid over here. He's like 25. Wasn't a kid. Uh, so It he wasn't gets- the, uh, what is it, the transit massacre thing? Mass transit, yeah. ECW. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he gets the bell and the timekeeper. Bear says, well, we want a pair of respects to take her. So Timekeeper told the bell ten times. And he goes, hey, 
ring it one more time for you. And then Kane chokeslams the timekeeper, hits him with a tombstone, and Bear says, Kane's got one more left in him. He's like, he's not quite finished. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be for you, Queenie? He's talking to Lawler, <laughs> which is great. How about you, JR? Somebody step up. The lights go out, and you hear the bell toll. Purple lights come up, and the bell tolls probably another 60 seconds before the music even hits. No music. The thing that pissed me off the most is that Lawler on commentary is like, look, JR, look, 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 do you see that? They had the camera on Bearer and Kane in the ring, not at the top of the ramp. <laughs> He's literally saying, look, look, do you see that? No, don't show us just yet. They eventually get there. We see a casket at the top of the ramp. It gets hit with lightning and explodes. Taker's just the lit. lid pops off. The lid popped off, when right. When lighting, I say explode, yeah. you know, you use your, use your imagination. It was cool, though. It was very cool. And Taker just pops up. What was good and not good was that they gave him a wireless mic. Because yeah, let's be honest, because let's be honest, good. let's be honest. If you go through all that work to make this guy look like this, if he just picks up a mic or gets a mic handed to him, kind of takes away from the mystique, right? Yep. So having a wireless mic was great. He says, welcome to hell, the demon who will lead you into eternal damnation. You can't destroy which does not wish to perish. Kane hits his pyro. He does the arm thing and he nails it. They had Pyro set up in front of Taker, but it was small enough that he could walk through it when it happened. Fucking, they nailed that shot. All the yeah. timing was perfect. That was cool as fuck. Because he literally was just like, fuck that, I'll walk through that shit. It's at this point that his wireless mic started cutting out. That was the only thing. And I thing know why it is, because he, he walked just too far. They It worked in practice or whatever it was. <clears throat> but he walked a little too far, or it was starting to clash with the speakers out yeah, there as well. Exactly. It, you know what I mean? Like, on yep. the ramp, it's not getting hit as much. Uh, but it, it but he hears just a little, he's like, fight you, Kane. Yeah. Like, it just kind of came in a little bit like, that. either way, the walk through the fire, holy shit. That was dope. And that's what I mean. Do you think back then, all right, I'm going to get Kane versus Steve Austin tonight? All right, is he going to make it to WrestleMania? Look at last year. Look what happened on the way to WrestleMania. Sid, Brett, Austin, title changes left Yikes. and right, right? We had a lot of shit that was yeah. happening. So looking at it now, what could happen? And then Sean hits him with a super kick before he even makes it out, really, and it was no one was ready for that. And then for Taker to show up in the way he did, walking through fire after being electrocuted on top of the casket, yeah, damn, that was a good end of the Raw. I was it, all for it. It was. Great ending. Excellent. Now, let's sum up three hours in about four minutes. I'm, I'm going to try my best. As usual, we start with a recap of last week's main event. Uh, limo shows up. It's the NWO. Uh, we get Scotty Riggs versus Benoit. Uh, hilarious. Uh, there's a sign in the crowd that says, Bring back the Ultimate Warrior. Well, guess what, kid? You're not going to have to wait long. <laughs> Uh, three German suplexes. Do you suplexes. think Bischoff saw it that one night? was like, well, I got an idea. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> we get a segment next. Uh, yeah, uh, Benoit won, as you'd expect. Uh, we get a fucking video package of Macho Man winning the Harvard Lampoon Real Man of the Year Award. I didn't know that was a thing, but okay, fine. Um, during the whole uh, video package, they're using NWO music. Okay, interesting. Because he's not. Then again, he said, I'm not quitting. You're quitting. Uh, so the NWO music hits it back in the arena. It's Hogan and Bischoff to the ring. Calls out Macho on winning that. He won the National Lampoon's Man of the Year is what he said. 
And then he's like, well, you know what, brother? If I can't fucking come up with anything inventive, I'll just say Macho couldn't even keep his marriage together, brother. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. All right, look, man, there's a lot of things you could fuck with this man about. That's not the one you want yeah, to do. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not the one you want to go with. It's going to be Scott Hall and Hogan versus Sting and Macho in the main event tonight. And, you know, if, you, if, if you're going to just watch the shit show, I guess you try to enjoy it. So, Mean Jeans at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia for the spring break nitro party. Goes up to a girl. You have a boyfriend? How many? <laughs> if you don't remember this. They were doing this weekly where send in your tapes and show us why we should be coming to you. And they started doing these spring break parties. And I look at back then. I thought, yeah, it's got to be cool, man. I wish one day when I go to college, maybe I'll be able to go there and, and me and Gene will be there and I'll get to drink a beer with him. Then you start to watch, you're like, yo, Mean Gene creeps the fuck out on some women, and guys are just drunk as fuck and be like, we're using roofies tonight! <laughs> I, I, what I will say is that one of the Nitro girls looked like she was definitely spending the night there. <laughs> That's all she I'm going to say. Um, she looked paid. They come back from, they come back to the arena, and Tony goes, man, Gene gets all the great assignments. <laughs> Mike Tanay just gets the luchadors. <clears throat> right. Nitro is going to be in Panama for spring break. Uh, so get ready for that. I'm sure that's going to be a shit show. Uh, next we get Chavo versus Juventu Guerrero. Juvie has his mask in his hand. He's not wearing it, and he wins with a 450. <clears throat> next, <clears throat> Psychosis versus Prince Ikea. Commentary talks about the debut of a new music video from Stuck Mojo with DDP. Um, I'm going to talk about that more in depth because I've got <laughs> – a couple stories about that. Okay. I forgot about this. I don't oh forget. My God, I, forget. <laughs> I don't forget. Uh, next you get uh Raven versus disco maggot. Raven wins. Um, we go back to St. Joseph's university and Gene's interviewing a cop that you saw in the crowd in the previous segment. And the best part is mm-hmm. the cop goes, I don't know, Gene, I'm going to follow you wherever you go from now on though. On <laughs> <laughs> the take. All right. <laughs> Oh, we go into hour two, Barbarian and Hugh Morris versus Pubic Enema. I love this because they put Hugh Morris on top of the table and it collapses before he even hits the move. That thing was gimmicked a little too good. As soon as they put him on, that thing fucking buckled. <laughs> and you know it was pretty goddamn humorous. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> that was a good one. I'll it works it this you. time. I'm going to give that eight. so. It, wait, and then keep going with the rest of this uh, this segment. I can't believe how this goes. The rest of the match, the crowd started booing the shit out of him because he, put, he literally put him on the table, and it just collapsed. They're like, boo! Who won? Uh, did Pubic Enemo win? I don't even fucking remember. They did. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. They're picking up wins in 1998? I thought that's where I was going to have to say it was pretty humorous. Yeah. But that's, wow. Between the table spot and that, there's a match that could have been shaved off if you didn't do a third hour. Exactly. Uh, Macho comes out again to the end, his NWO music with Liz. He has some Slim Jims in hand, starts tossing them to a crowd. That must have been cool. He's still wearing his NWO shirt. the same. Yeah. He calls Hogan pathetic. He says, Sting is going to do business my way. 
Sting comes to the ring, and dude, Sting was just shooting on everybody because he says, hey, yo. He cuts a promo on Scott Hall, and he goes, survey says, Scott Hall, you're dead. And then Sting turns to Macho and goes, brother, 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 brother. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, "There's I only do business one way, my way. Oh, yeah. Sting was just shooting on everybody. Drops the mic and leaves. I was like, okay, that was pretty good. That was the best thing I've seen. It's funny because they even go, oh, he has a mic. (laughs) Sting hasn't been talking much, man. He has not been. He has. Well, Sting's been stung a couple times, so. Um, Welcome back to talking because you did pretty good. Yeah, right. Fucking nailed it. Every Uh, promo you make, I'll be watching you. I'll give that a four. Next you get (laughs) Sick Boy versus Goldberg. Guess who won? Okay. Sick Boy. Next, they debut the new Stuck Mojo video. I want you to give me your insight on this, and then I'm going to tell you some stories. I thought it was a commercial at first. (laughs) Because as I told you, I have VHS rips on my shit. And as I was watching, I go, the fuck is up with this commercial? Why DDP's in it? I go, wait, hang on, let me back this shit up. I think I'm missing something here. Because it's going way too long. That's not a commercial anymore. And um, music video with... Bunch of guys fighting in the ring, and then DDP comes and clears house. Um, you know what I remember about this is I actually, once I saw it, I go, oh, my God. Things like this were where I was a mark back in my day. I'm like, I wonder if they'll be playing this on MTV anytime soon. <laughs> so uh, I had this CD. Uh, Mark. It, it, it actually had a CD-ROM. Well, no, I mean, I, I like listening to Stuck Mojo. I mean, the DDP thing was a draw. Uh, my buddy was a big WCW fan. He turned me on to the band because of that. Uh, it had a CD-ROM function, for those of you who are uh, a lot <laughs> less old than me. That was basically a CD that you, if you put it into a computer that was CD-ROM capable, it had extra features in it, so it had the music video. Um, I saw Stuck Mojo in concert. They actually opened for Clutch and Seven Dust. Um, oh, okay. So uh, Stuck Mojo obviously opened. And you know how it goes usually with the opening bands. The crowds, there's not much of a crowd up against the stage, right? It fills in as the headliners start coming on. So there wasn't really a lot of people. And me and actually Crespi was there, were there with me. We were off the, to the side of the stage. They finished playing, you know, and they, they were pretty decent. They were good. Um, he gets done. As soon as they get done, he's talking to the crowd, and everybody kind of just starts shuffling away, like, all right, time to take a piss and wait for Clutch to come on. And he's, like, looking at the crowd, and he's going from the right to the left, and he's looking, and everybody's dispersing. He gets to me, and I kind of just threw my hands up in the air and kind of pointed at him, like, hey, man, I appreciate you. This motherfucker was so dejected that when he saw me do that, he looks right at me and into the microphone goes, thanks, man, thanks. Not what I thought you were going to say you said, actually. I thought he was going to be like, he was so dejected that when he looked at me and I cheered, he said, fuck you. <laughs> it was it was one of those things where, like, that's cool, but that's pathetic, too. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it was a, if you want to look it up, definitely YouTube this. If there's something you need to see this week that's non-wrestling from our Monday Night Wars, this is it. Um, Rising just, is the name of the song. Yep. By Stuck yeah. Mojo. Yep. Something was. Not me. Okay. The China segment was a while ago. 
Next, you get Mike Tanay in the ring with DDP. I'm sorry, I thought she was attractive. I mean, sue me for wanting to get beat up and thrown up against a wall. Hey, and, you know, be I mad at you. Okay. Mike Tanay is in the ring with DDP. He cuts a promo on Raven. He goes, "Quote this: You're getting banged." Um, phrasing. They're going to be facing <laughs> each other on Thunder. And here is where WCW's formatting comes into question. Because after this, they go to a break. And then they come back and Hammer's in the ring. And he calls for Paige. Diamond. Diamond. Like, real creepy. I think he was trying to be creepy. It just was kind of lame. And then DDP's music hits while Hammer's still cutting the promo. Why didn't we just have this flow into one another? Why did DDP have to leave to come back to have a match? Uh, Raven interferes. Benoit makes the save. Uh, Benoit holds Raven so DDP can punch him, but Raven ducks and he hits Benoit, and it turns into a three-way schmoz. Seen that before. Like last week? I knew it was going to happen. As soon as he was holding him, I'm like, yep, DDP's punching Benoit in the face. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Next, we get Gene back to school. Uh, and then we go back to Tanay. He's on the ramp this time with Bret Hart. He's got his match with Hennig at Uncensored. And uh, apparently Hennig had some disparaging comments on Thunder Thunder for uh, Brett's family. And Brett does... Man, dude, this is the the week of the hearts doing childish things. First you have Owen going, China, watch this. You want to see me do this backflip? You want to see me do this backflip? You have Brett calling out Kurt Hennig saying, your dad never beat my dad and he never will. He never could. What are you, fucking five? (laughs) Yeah? Well, my dad could beat your dad up. Yeah? Well, your dad has two DWIs and has to take a bus to work. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Now, what I will give Brett credit for is he used a line from the OJ's Backstabbers. What they do. They smiling in your face all the time trying to take your place. The Backstabbers. Backstabbers. <laughs> so I did enjoy that very much. It's a great tune. Uh, yeah. So uh, Brett's going to be facing Brian Adams tonight. It's his first match on Nitro. Only his second match since joining WCW. And his 9,000th against Bret Hart. Because Pretty he was a part much. of Demolition against Hart, uh, Hart Foundation. He did a little bit of crush against the Intercontinental Champion. I'm pretty sure he did crush against the World Champion. So can't wait to see it. Banger. Oh, I'm sure it is. Next, we get Scott Norton versus Bulldog. It is impressive to see somebody that makes Bulldog look small. <laughs> but they just keep putting them, putting Bulldog against meatheads. Well, apparently, I've noticed that. It's everybody who is like 300 pounds, and they're like, ah, you probably can't hurt him. Yeah, well, I think it goes more to show either he was hurt or they realized he couldn't wrestle because this wasn't even a match. They just fight off to the back. That's it. Uh, yeah, next you get Conan versus Super Kahlo. Conan cuts a promo pre-match on Hooventude. So that set calls out the fact that he got Hooventude his job at WCW. Conan wins. Uh, he tries to unmask Kahlo, but Hoovy stops him. Challenges Conan to a match next week, and Conan goes, ah, all right, I'll, I'll fight you next week, and if you're lucky, I'll get you an audition with the Nitro Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. And he's starting to get more of a call and response with the Olale, yeah. uh, Libera Raza, yeah. uh, Bowdy Bowdy, and Rowdy Rowdy. He's starting to hit him a little more, but that shit's going to real. It's going to pump up soon. Heavy when Wolf Pack. Oh, gets yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the shit that I remember, for real. All right, so we got Mike Tanay in the ring again, this time with Flair. 
And Flair asks, why is Gene at the party at St. Joseph's and I'm here? Well, I'm here because I want to see the main event. Uh, Hennig and Rude come down. The beard is already back. He must have realized what a bad idea it was to shave. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, what a difference a shave can make. (laughs) Hennig says, 13-time champ, huh? I guess that makes you a 14-time loser. I mean... He ain't lying. He ain't lying. Uh, if you think Brett's going to come out here and help you, you're dumber than your look. Flair and Hennig go at it. Uh, it's a low blow to Hennig. Goes for the figure four, but Rude makes the save. Rude actually gets some shots in, uh, which is nice to see. Um, uh, he hits Hennig hits the Hennig plex. Rude counts three, and Brett runs in for not so much a save because <laughs> they beat the shit out of him a while before Brett came running out. Yeah. He did the Jeff Hardy dance pretty much, but not really. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot longer. Uh, all right. Hour three. Thank God. Mean Gene's back at St. Joe's and he's interviewing their mascot because, you know, the mascot talks a lot. Three girls are passed Next. out in the back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rufalin, Rufalin, Rufalin. Should call it Florzies. <laughs> <laughs> that Rufalin. What's that word again? Why do you keep using that word? <laughs> Next, you get Scott Steiner versus Drumroll, please. Jim Duggan! I guess nobody's going to have their ribs taped up anymore. <laughs> I was actually very disappointed that uh, the tape did not make an appearance. Uh, Scott wins with the Steiner recliner. Heenan calls it out, says, yeah, I saw Scott backstage. He said he was going to beat the shit out of Duggan and put him in the Steiner recliner. So, there you go. Next, you get Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho versus Booker T and Dean Malenko. Jericho cuts a pre-match promo. Um, Heenan calls out the fact, because somebody goes over the top rope, and Heenan calls out that WCW dropped that rule. Uh, I thought it was cool that they Which called it great. out. great. Nice little reference to hit against WWE yep, since they're doing it right now. They just did it like two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, yeah, Malenko wins with a cloverleaf. All right. Next. Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, Buff Bagwell, Conan, and Dusty head to the ring. Scott gets on the mic. Says, hey, tonight you get to see my brother get inducted into the NWO. Nash calls Rick to the ring. Dusty's holding up the shirt. Rick and DiBiase come out. And Rick's fucking all happy. He's throwing up too sweet, hugging everybody. Then he throws the shirt in Nash's face. He tries to take them all out, but he gets overwhelmed. Nash teases the power bomb. Doesn't do it. Teases it again. Uh, but Rick has actually reversed it into a backdrop. And then Giant comes out and makes a save. Has a face-off with Nash. And I got to say, I popped for it. He powerbombed Kevin Nash. I popped for it. In a sick one. Being like, let me show you how to really do Exactly. It. You're right. I know you've been doing him to one, two, three kid for the last couple of years. But this is how you actually properly lift the body all the way up and over if you're going to so, do it to a guy who's seven fucking foot. Yeah, so I thought he was just going to get him up and do the Nash shit where you kind of just drop him once you get him up. No, he had a fucking solid ass power bomb. I thought someone was going to jump in and stop it. As soon as he primed him up, I go, nah, they're not doing this until uncensored or slambery or whenever they're going to face off. And no, no, he actually got him up and down and that crowd loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I popped like a motherfucker. Uh, Dusty comes into the ring looking like he's going to face off with the giant, but he powders. Uh, Nash is out cold with the NW on the outside. Best part is Dillinger goes to handcuff giant because he used the power bomb. The cuffs don't fit. So giant just walks to the back. (laughs) If the cuffs don't fit, 
must you must have quit. I, I will Big say, beefy wrist. Dusty just looks out of place in the NWO. Yeah, it just I don't. Bothers me because I'm like, unless it's just like the whole thing is they're like, yeah, let's invite the nerd in and let him think that he's in with us because that's pretty much all I see right now. I'm not seeing Dusty's a heel in any way. No. Just because he's wearing a red leather jacket. Yep, pretty much. Which he wore before that anyway. Oh, all right. So next we get Brian Adams versus Bret Hart. At one point, Adams takes the buckle pad off, but it do- it doesn't pay off at all. Bret locks in the sharpshooter. Hennig rugs in. It's a DQ. Uh, and they f- they basically just fight off. So good way to utilize one of the most, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world at this time. They're on fire with what they're doing with Bret during this era. <laughs> Buffer's there for your main event. It's Hogan and Hall with Bischoff uh, versus Macho and Sting with Liz. Hall's wearing his sick shirt again. Um, Bischoff takes a sign from a fan. It says, Raw Fears Ratings. At this time, there are tons of signs on both shows that say, X Fears Y. You know, insert whatever you want. Sometimes it's personal shit like, oh, my friend Joe fears me. Or, you know, some Hogan fears fucking Tyson. Or, I mean, those, those signs yeah. are all over the place. So, yeah, you know how this goes. Um, the ref gets distracted. Hogan uses the spray paint can on Macho. The NWO runs in. It's a schmoz. DDP runs in. The Disciple saves Hogan like he's carrying off a dog out of a fiery building. Sting fights off the NWO, the Giants in again, and we're out of time. We'll see you live this Thursday on Thunder. It went from good night, folks, to see you on Thursday. Yep, pretty much. God, oh, God. It, they had some good moments, but I think Raw was a way better show this week um, because they're obviously gearing up for WrestleMania. You have to be just fired up, ready to go with as many of the best segments as you can. Some are a little iffy, considering Double J and Tennessee Lee were on my TV, but heading into WrestleMania. <laughs> I told you, I thought um, I was having a stroke. <laughs> but I liked Sting and Luger. I'm sorry, not Luger. Sting and uh, Savage being together. Their segment was great. Savage is over his shit. And heading into this next pay-per-view at Uncensored, we're going to get Sting versus Scott Hall because he won the World War Three contract. Yep. And we're going to get the Savage-Hogan cage match. I'm excited. Should be good. Maybe. Likely not. Remember the last cage match that Hogan was in? Hmm. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> Sometimes you can't bank on the wrestlers. Sometimes you got to bank on someone else coming in from the outside. Like, a, yeah. I don't know. Like a fan dressed Sting? You bombed it. I had a great segue. I, you know, yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Let's just go to the top topic. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. Hold two, arm bar. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hold three, the moss-covered, three-handle family credential. I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheeling dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. <laughs>
ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order, based off the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. Read the room. It was supposed to be about the celebrities. Anyway, let's talk about it. This week, we are talking about top celebrity appearances in wrestling. Now, I'm not going to be, uh, be talking about your musical acts. No, no, no. Kid Rock does not count. Uh, Kid Rock 2.0 that performed at Royal Rumble, he does not count. Neither does Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, or anybody else who has done the national anthem. What we're talking about is people who either did something on screen, did a role, maybe they did some moments in time, or they even wrestled. And we're going to go from, we'll say, more of your one-offs to your getting into your storylines, right? People who are really involved. And I brought up earlier in the beginning of the show, the main reason for me wanting to do this segment was because, man... Look at Tyson involved, and the crowd goes absolutely apeshit when he joins DX. It was, and, and, and it was huge, and for it being all over, like I said, Sports Center, news stations everywhere, it was huge, man. And now, not everybody on this list is gonna have that status. Some may have had a little nod on the news every now and then. And we're gonna try and cover some of them, but I tried to go in order as best as possible. Uh, but we're gonna talk about your one-offs. Some of, and we're talking impactful ones. I am not going to be bringing up every Raw guest host because we know that became a dog shit show. Um, kind of like the time, what was it? Jeremy Piven and Ken Jong or whatever his name is. Or, and he goes, you're going to fight at Summerfest, baby. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. One guy, one guy Kofi. Oh God, no, no one could get anything right. It was horrible. So. We're straying from those celebrities. First, at WrestleMania 2, man, she made horror hot. Elvira, she was a part of WrestleMania 2. Huge fan of her. And also with WrestleMania 2, as you may remember, remember the NFL stars mixing it up with the WWE stars, or WWF at the time? Refrigerator Perry from Chicago. Hell yeah. And people were shocked that guys couldn't throw him out of the ring, but he was also throwing out actual wrestlers. They put him over pretty big in this match. I like it. WrestleMania three, Alice Cooper alongside Jake the Snake Roberts Snake. with Fuck his yeah, feud. Man. And something we've talked about before, but, you know, our man Bob Uecker from Major League, but also infamously being choked by Andre the Giant in that interview backstage. Selling it great, that. too. Oh, yeah. The, I can't breathe. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 4, Morton Downey. You remember him? He was I the do. the late night talk show dickhead. You yeah. Know, he's kind of like pre-Springer, if you will. Robert Downey Jr.'s dad. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I knew that. No kidding. Yep. Um, his segment with Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 4, blowing cigar smoke in his face. He's great. Getting the fire hydrant. Love that. Um, 
one of my favorite moments as a kid was I liked watching Mike Tyson fights. And I heard Mike Tyson was going to be on the main event when he's going to referee a match between Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Well, just two weeks before that, Mike Tyson got knocked the fuck out in Japan against Buster Douglas. And they're like, ah, hey, Buster, you want to come in for a hundredth the price? <laughs> Buster lost the title like one month later anyway. Yep. Um, some of my favorites from WrestleMania 7 were Regis Philbin and Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek giving, you know, talking to uh, Undertaker backstage was great. And you also had uh, Regis Philbin in there with, you know. Uh, no, no, Regis was actually. Regis with, was with Taker. Yeah. He was, correct. Um, I liked WrestleMania 9. They had a couple of guest ring announcers, a couple of guest people get involved. WrestleMania 8, they just skipped over shit. Um, Burt Reynolds. That was a good little one-off. He introduced the main event for WrestleMania 10, and it was just funny hearing him talk. He's Brett, uh, hit man hard, and he's from Calgary. And it just, <laughs> check out my mustache. I know, that's not really. I love Burt Reynolds, Max. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate at, at Royal Rumble 95, it was announced that the winner of the Royal Rumble was going to walk out to WrestleMania's main event, not only to have a one-on-one with the champion, but they get to walk out with Pam Anderson to the ring. And Big Daddy Cool Diesel did the old swap on his boy HBK before facing him, and he came out with Pamela Anderson while Michaels came out with Jenny McCartney. I mean, and they even make mention to it. I ain't mad at it. Thing. I, no, I was all right with it. And if man, especially Jenny at this point, she was big for that. What was it? Singled out show MTV. Yep. Mm-hmm. She was the the blonde whore. Um, also on that show, you had what is it? Randy from Home Improvement, JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, he was on that show as a ring announcer at one point. Yeah, one of them. Um, look, and I'm not going to name every one. Like I said, of our raw guest host, but a couple of favorite ones of mine: Pee Wee Herman. I don't give a shit. I thought he was great. He was fantastic. Bob Euchre playing, or I'm sorry, not Bob Euchre, Bob Barker doing The Price is Right, and everyone has name tags on their chest, and Chris Jericho just on his bare chest. You know, everybody's, like, wearing a shirt or whatever. Beth Phoenix, Santino Morella. Um, One million dollars, Mr. U- uh, Mr. Bob Barker. But this is the infamous moment where Jericho gets in Barker's face. Jericho has that short hair, 2009 asshole gimmick going. And this is where Bob Barker goes. Now you be a good boy, Chris, or I'm going to have to take you over my knee. Hmm. <laughs> did he just have a moment? Someone cut the mic. What the fuck did he say? <laughs> Somebody cut it. me a switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to new this Pat. That was a good one. Shaq has made a couple of moments in wrestling. He was you mean when he teleported from the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> he did WrestleMania 32. He did a match with Jade Cargill in Cody Rhodes on Dynamite. Yeah, that's the one where that he went to the ambulance and he thought the camera wasn't yep. on. And he literally just got out the front door and walked off. <laughs> Never to be seen again. 
Just notice that this was on the one-offs. One-offs. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman was a host, I believe, in like 2009, maybe early 2010. And he had a thing where him and Ziggler were in the ring together and in a segment. And he's supposed to punch Ziggler and actually, in real life, accidentally dislocated Ziggler's jaw on that punch. Jesus. Ziggler got a, a dislocated jaw from Hugh Jackman. That's pretty cool. Wolverine knocked me the fuck I'd out. I'd say it's a cool, cool story, bro. Yeah. You know who else did I, some damage? <laughs> yup. To his own body, but that's, you know, pills. Oh, never mind. Not Luger. Um, we're talking about Mickey Rorick, yeah. the wrestler. And we've mentioned this movie. We've talked about it before. Uh, but during that big The Wrestler storyline leading into the one and only WrestleMania that I went to, WrestleMania 25, where Jericho was taking out uh, legends one by one, taking out Snuka, and then Piper, and mm-hmm. then Steamboat, and then he Steamboat. has to take them all on at WrestleMania, beats them all, only to get punched in the face by an actor who did a movie that he's more best known for nine and a half weeks than he was for The Wrestler. So, yeah. There's that. Not a fan of Mickey Rourke. Never really cared for him. I think he's pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I hated that Jericho had to take the job punch to him. It yeah. bothered me. Jericho took a job punch to Tyson, too, on, on Raw. A lot of people have. Uh, Arnold S. I had to say S. I don't know the fuck you spell Schwarzenegger. Fuck it. I wasn't even bothered putting that down. I didn't want to try. But Arnold Schwarzenegger did a couple of appearances, but his biggest one was on SmackDown, uh, where he, you know, Holds the world championship up. And he's at this point governor of California. California. Uh, Now, moving along from our one-offs, let's start talking about some bigger moments, right? Your matches. People who have actually wrestled and been in some moments. Um, I'm going to actually put this list upside down just so you can know. I, uh, okay, that's fine. Is is I, I see it's missing. I mean, we are going to put Jenna Jameson and Val Venus on there, right? <laughs> well, Val Venus was a wrestler. Jenna Jameson, very good call. You're right. I don't. Did she ever wrestle though? No, it would be a one-off. It would be a one-off for sure. But then she was a one-off. Usually, most people when they see her, she's a one-off. Um, matches. <laughs> You're welcome. We do have. You know, I'm not putting them into anything storyline-wise, but you do have Insane Clown Posse made their way into wrestling multiple times, uh, but. Not only that duo, but equally as credible of wrestlers, SNL Weekend Update host Michael Che and Colin Jost. I forgot all a about that. years ago. Yeah, they entered where they were fighting against Braun Strowman and going to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. You know, filler. Um, a couple of years back, we did see Tyson Fury get involved in a crown jewel match against actually Braun Strowman, but also Tyson Fury recently punched Austin Theory in the face at uh, Clash Clash Castle. Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Maria Menounos has done a couple of uh, appearances and a couple of matches throughout the years. I mean, the most notable thing for me is where she had someone's makeup on the back of her pants and she was wearing white pants and all everybody could focus during WrestleMania is, yo, she shit herself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I made him shit himself. Gronk. Remember him? Yeah. Try to forget him. <laughs> In many ways. He was your host for WrestleMania a couple of years ago when the pandemic hit. Um, but I think his best part is when 
he was supposed to be involved in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle <laughs> Royal, jumps the fence or the barricade, and a woman security guard nearly tackles Grant to the ground. Hell no. Because- <laughs> Somebody had to smarten her up. He's actually part of the show. Whoops. Um, you know, there's a guy who is not only the cousin of Sasha Banks, but he's also wrestled on uh, Dynamite as well. Talking about Snoop Dogg. He was your guest host. Oh, he's, God. I was waiting uh, for him to perf- die when he went up to the top buckle. Oh, my God. It was horrible. His toes hit, then his shins, then his knees, then his thighs. Then he laid on the guy. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. Uh, but, you know, and he also performed and brought Sasha out to the ring, which is kind of cool in that women's triple threat when they were just being brought up from NXT right before that. So I think that was kind of a, a big thing for her, getting a celebrity rub from her cousin. Everybody needs a... I'd love a celebrity rub right about now. <laughs> well, you can get one from this one, and I can't promise you won't be going home with something, but at WrestleMania 27, Snooki was a part of a match that had her tagging with John Morrison and Trish Stratus. Because that makes sense. It did. Um, it pissed off John Morrison for sure because Melina was left off the card and he goes, oh, but I have to tag with Jersey Shore's Snooki. Look it. Say what you want. She's a hated girl. But when she got in the ring, she was also a cheerleader. And she was able to do a couple of good flips to hit into the corner and do a good backsplash. And then another one to do a, a belly splash and she had the belly to support it it was awesome it was good i didn't mind her uh her uh, appearance snooki wants smush mush the only reason you know that is you watch that show uh one that pissed us off because we didn't understand why but when john cena was taking on seth rollins and it was going to be possible that Rollins was going to take both the United States and world championship. John Stewart gets involved for no reason whatsoever. Hits John Cena with a chair. Haven't seen John Stewart on TV since. Yep. They did do a cool Wrestling. segment where Rollins showed up on the, uh, on the daily show. Daily show. Uh, where yeah, Rod, uh, Stewart was talking shit and Rollins just crept up behind him. He had the money in the, uh, bank briefcase. Yep. That was a cool moment. I just better forget about it. The match itself was stupid and pointless and out of context. As soon as it happened, you're like, are you shitting me? Yeah, right. SummerSlam? Mm -hmm. Like, this was a big thing tonight. Yep. Uh, Remember Kevin Federline, the guy that was known for being with Britney Spears? Yep, pretty much. He thought he was a rapper, Mr. K-Fed. Yeah. Well, they even did a couple of segments with him for a couple of weeks on Raw and I believe 2006 and then to kick off 2007 he had a match against john cena and pinned john cena when he was the most unpinned fucking dude in the company wrestling because wrestling (laughs) the only reason i put this one on here is it was just great to see kevin steen give a great big huge buckle bomb kind of power bomb to mg mgk off of uh the stage I Don't wish like he would have done what fucking uh, Rollins did to Sting on that one. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been beautiful. Or he could have did what uh, Sid did to Arn Anderson. <laughs> Too much? Blah, 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 blah. You know, we're about to see the appearance for the first time ever. Pete Rose at WrestleMania. It's going to be big at WrestleMania 14. It'll be his first appearance, and we're going to see it for three years. 14, 15, and 16 where he shows up. One of them in the 
Oh my God! The a chicken costume in Arizona, I think, or, or oh, that's or, or right, Philadelphia, yeah. whatever one. Oh my God! And all three are verse Kane. It's I love it. I love that Pete Rose gets involved. They're like, you know what? Everybody else in the world's making a mockery of you. Hop on board. We'll take you. We got Tyson. We'll take them all. He should be in the we Hall got, of Fame. We got Genny. Uh, Genny's coming in, and she's going to be interviewing Genny. The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've mentioned him before. You know he. Loves to eat Slim Jims and watch a lot of wrestling. We're talking about Kevin Green. (laughs) My dickhead brother. Oh, God, I can't wait for logos. Um, But Kevin Green did have a couple of matches in WCW. Didn't look terrible. Actually kind of better than Mongo, to be honest with you. And Mongo made a career out of it. But if we want to talk about a football player who actually did a really good job, dude main event at WrestleMania against Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania 11. Talking about LT, played out to the ring by Salt and Peppa. Um, we've talked about this match before, and it's great because there's other uh, wrestlers who are at, or other or, uh, football players who are at ringside too. I think it was like Reggie Smith. I think Refrigerator Perry came and backed him up on this as well. There's like a whole lot of football guys who were there. And then you have LT versus Bam Bam, who had the Million Dollar Corporation. Never did I think growing up I would be seeing something like that, but it was cool. Chuck Norris. He was involved in a WrestleMania, or I'm sorry, not a WrestleMania, a Survivor Series. Because, man, Royal Rumble 94, everybody fucked over The Undertaker. It took every heel in the entire locker room to get him into the casket. casket, yeah. Yeah. So let's have a casket rematch with Yokozuna this time. But Chuck Norris is going to be the special enforcer. It was awesome just to see Chuck Norris there. It was a very big Texas Western kind of setup anyway. And he gave a couple of roundhouse kicks to people. That's all I needed. I mean, that's really all you need. That's all he needed to do. Yeah, right. That's it. That's all you need to do. That's what you signed him up for. Um, But I, the last three here are guys that I'm not going to give them storyline purpose just yet because I think they've been thrown into matches, but I don't think they've actually had straight up storylines, but they've had moments Pat McAfee is one of them, but I, he probably does deserve to be in the next list, our main list of celebrities. But um, he is a bigger crossover in the last recent couple of years. But, you know, being an announcer as well as a wrestler, but he's one of them. Logan Paul, look at, we've said it, you cannot deny what he's done. If it's Jake Paul, yeah. I think I'd rather not. But I cannot, <laughs> I cannot hate on Logan Paul. No. I'm actually looking forward to see what him and Rollins do. Uh, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I I despise him, but he's not just a good worker. It seems like he could be a good professional wrestler. The whole package. No. It's sick. It and is. what's funny is that I was a very big fan of Ronda Rousey as a UFC fighter. When she came to WWE, I'm like, okay, this could be kind of cool. Right. And, but then I saw what happened. But Logan Paul's not that bad. He does have the attitude on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one to talk about is the guy that stole a couple of moments over the last couple of years, Bad Bunny. No one expected him to come out with a really sick Canadian destroyer and some great moments in the Royal Rumble. He's had a couple of big moments. Um, my money says they're probably going to have to pigeonhole him into something this year, too. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's been too long. So at this point, if he does come back, it's probably just going to be another one-off. I don't see them putting him in any kind of storyline. Like Logan Paul, you could. I think with uh, Pat McAfee, it's a little harder just because he's got the ESPN gig right now. So, I mean, Logan's definitely the, the front runner. 
Uh, Bunny, I feel like he's just going to continue to be another one-off. Yeah, absolutely. But let's talk about the main appearances. The celebrities that not only were there just to do a match or a one-off, but they were a part of history. You know, they were weekly segments or, you know, big in being there for a couple of months in a part of a storyline. The first one that always comes to mind and one that we've mentioned and you mentioned earlier about the Tales from the Territory, Andy Kaufman. People couldn't even tell, you know, kayfabe from real at this moment. They couldn't tell what was going on because the dude really went to the hospital in an ambulance. And you're like, I I think we're not faking this anymore. You know, and he did so many things like that, that. That's why people didn't even believe when Kaufman died at first. And and it's and it's number one. Let's be honest, it's number one. Yeah. I mean this, I mean it was a brilliant piece of business during the territory days, and it still gets that's a forbidden about. door. And the fucked up thing is, they talked to one of the things. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even gonna get into it. Just watch that fucking tales from the territory. It's fucking amazing. I I agree. Yep. Uh, WrestleMania one was definitely headlined with a lot of people. You know, you had Mr. T with Hulk Hogan, uh, but also he was a part of <laughs> that boxing match with uh, Roddy Piper. The next year. Yeah, that was fun. Cindy Lauper was also a part of uh, working with Captain Lou and all, and all those people, you know, especially the Goonies time as, you know, yep. lining up with WrestleMania one. And as well as uh, the brawl that ended all she was a part of as well with all that lead up too. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, And Muhammad Ali was a part of WrestleMania 1 as well, but also let's not forget his infamous moment with Antonio Inoki. Yep. This one, you know, I didn't know if I was going to get shit for, but the man really was an actor before coming into wrestling and remained an actor after. Tiny Lister, which is so... Dookie. Um, he came in in 89 and was gone by the end of it. He literally didn't even have a match in 90. He was yeah. there from like May of 89 to the end. They're like, all right, well, we promote the balls out of no holes barred. Thanks for coming. You can't do much other than slap on your own chest. <laughs> he was good. I liked him. Good and terrible. Uh, in 1990. Yeah, exactly. In 1994, right before. We got The Undertaker versus Undertaker at SummerSlam 94. We got the buildup where we need people to investigate. Where is the real Undertaker? We need Undertaker sightings. And they had sightings all over the place. And it was led by Frank Drebin and Ed of Police Squad, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. It was fantastic. And they did great segments, um, especially moments where Leslie's like, I feel like I'm on to him. And he walks away, and then you just see an Undertaker hat in the background or something. It, it was perfect. Great segments. You have a very good chance to look at those. They're outstanding. Um, we've talked about this, and we're going to be very soon. Dennis Rodman, um, you know, being a part of the NWO. You know, this is the year where the, the big championship for the Bulls. And he's like, nah, I'm going to stay and hang with uh, the NWO this week. You all do your thing. I, I, I'm not coming to practice. Uh, and speaking of that same era, Carl Malone joined in to face uh, or to tag with DDP. Yep. But also, let's not forget, man, Carl Malone is a very integral part in Goldberg's title win. He's the one that gives the absolute best-looking cutter any celebrity has ever done, and he did it to Kurt Hennig, and Goldberg gets the win. 
Yeah, Malone wasn't that bad. Nah, I liked him. I liked his charisma. I'm yeah. excited to talk about him later this year when we get to that. Yeah, it ain't going to be long. Um, then the following year, they're like, well, let's double down. Let's get, G- or I think it was actually maybe even later this year. Let's get Jay Leno involved. And Jay Leno had a little bit of feud with Eric Bischoff. Dear God, I had to put it in because it was a part of the storyline, but I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> Obviously, I don't need to go too deep into it because we're going to be doing this for the next couple of weeks, but Iron Mike Tyson. And look, at not only did he have this run here, but he does it in 2009 when he's a guest host as well as doing some segments with uh, DX and punching out Chris Jericho. And then has some moments even more in AEW with Chris Jericho in the last couple of years. He's a big wrestling fan. And, you know, we, we always hear him, you know, Bruno San Martino, the uh, Valentin bro. I mean, he he's a big wrestling fan. So getting him in TV and getting into the storylines was always great. But I love him being a part of WrestleMania 14. Just watching this weekly has just been exciting. It's insanity, it. but it works well, especially with the people that you had in the main event at that point. Oh, it was it was the perfect chemistry of everything. Um, someone we've seen already, but we're going to be seeing again real soon when the very awesome brawl for all tournament begins. Oh Jesus Christ, Butterbean! Yeah, I got to give him as a part of storyline wise. I mean, he was the lead up to WrestleMania 15 as the whole brawl for all tournament. Yeah, all for JBL to get knocked out, but really for Bart Gunn to lose his job. Well, he also had uh, his little brief feud with Marrow. Exactly. That's what I was saying in, in recent memory for yeah. us to see with uh, uh, Raw is what I was referring to. My bad. Contact, oh, yeah. pal. Pal. Um, your favorite moment in WCW history, the man that gave us our very first ever hat trick on this show, David Arquette. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when you become a world champion at that point, you kind of do get etched into history when it comes to wrestling i guess and arquette is the biggest villain but hey man not only that he came back and you can't kill david arquette check the documentary out <laughs> you see him damn near die against nick gage but yeah man the guy tried and look at he, he it was never his fault it's not like he came in and he's like can i be a world champion today people blame every but they're like fuck david arquette it was not his fault do not blame you know what I think is one of the funnier guys that was, you know, doing acting at the time. Shit, we love him in Airheads. You guys are all shit. I like him. <laughs> okay, he definitely was good. I like him better than the next guy. Yeah, the guy when the billionaires uh, faced off at WrestleMania 23, losers going to get their head shaved. Donald Trump. I just hated seeing him on screen already as it was back then. Little did I know what future would behold. Yeah, no uh, shit, right? <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, holy shit, no way out. Big Show gets onto his yeah. knees, and he breaks Big Show's nose, and they have a semi-main event match at WrestleMania um, where Big Show does the job like he always does. It was I, They're like, it was supposed to bring in so much money. I don't know if that ever was true, if it ever was a big money draw for Mayweather. Right. I, can't pe- I can't see people were like buying into it the way they bought into Tyson. Tyson just bit someone's fucking ear off six months before this. Mayweather is fighting guys who are jobbers all the time. And, nah, it, no one cared for it as much, I don't feel. But, hey, it was storyline-wise and he even had a, a big spot at WrestleMania. Uh, Stephen Amell, 
He was a part of SummerSlam, mm-hmm. where he tagged with Neville against Stardust, and I can't remember, maybe Wade Barrett. But then he redeemed himself, luckily, at All In when he yes. faced Christopher Daniels. Yes. He also had a bit of a feud. or Did he have a feud or an alliance with Aldis? Because I feel like he was involved with him, too. I think, I think they had a little encounter. Um, and even more so, I mean, this is the guy that's in the show Heels, too. Who, Amel is? Isn't he? He, is he? I don't know. He was also in a Green, he was green Arrow. It was a superhero series. He Which was, was a part was of the, the whole Stardust storyline while they brought him in. But, yeah. Um, but the last one, the most recent, and I don't care what anybody says. I thought it was decent. Well done. Um, if you're going to have Sami Zayn as the guy who can work with him, they had the right guy. I thought Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, their several-month storyline him fucking him over, Sammy, you know, him posting Sammy's phone number so people could give him a phone call and him acting like the pissed off conspiracy theorist. Remember, this is all just right pre-Bloodline. And I thought that this is what kind of started to begin to launch Sammy Zayn more because people are like, man, you are a good character. And I think leaning into Johnny Knoxville was not a bad situation. And I know that you're not necessarily a fan of Knoxville or, or probably Jackass or him. Oh, no, I like Jackass a lot. I didn't mind him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just not necessarily, you know, I, I don't know. In wrestling. It could be worse, man. It could be very worse. Hillary Clinton could be like the next world champ. We don't know. Wrestling. Wrestling happens. Give it time. (laughs) Give it time. Well, guess what? That's the end of it, man. I just wanted to make sure we brought into like all of the the big celebrity appearances. We had some good ones throughout the years. And who knows what will come at uh, WrestleMania. Maybe we'll have a couple of new ones this year. Probably no one I'll even know. Every year when they announce the singer, I'm like, eh? Yep, pretty much. I never know who anybody is. I think the last one I kind of knew was like John Legend several years ago. And I'm like, I think I, I've seen him before. <laughs> I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> that boy, good. <laughs> Next week, we are back. We're going to be talking the wars. We're going to be talking AEW Revolution. We're going to be talking anything maybe positive or negative that happened on Raw, Nitro, Dynamite, or Rampage. Likely not Rampage because no one watches it. We'll even have a movie of the week. We'll also be having what happened on this day in history. And one thing you know that'll happen next week is something that's about to happen right now. ODM is leaving us with five words. You need someone to love. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo. With special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com.
<laughs> you have to put Omega's face over it. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> That's why I was playing with my phone, man. I'm sorry, but it was stuck in my head. I was like, I gotta get a fucking screen cap of this real quick before That's I fucking. Fine. That's out. I knew you were doing something. That's why I kept yeah. you know working and I was like, so what else you got? And I was trying to bring in when I needed to, but I yeah. knew what I had to talk about. Yeah. But yo, that's hysterical. Putting Omega's face over that. If you, oh my god, that's oh no, it'll, that's easy. And I'm sure I can get a good because you know Omega Kenny Olivier with the facials. I'll be able to get yep. something good. Oh, you'll find. Yeah, you can take multiple videos of that or pictures. Um, 